This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, and you guys, as I tell you all the time, they love the communities they work in from Idaho, Montana, all over the great state of Utah, our good friends in Phoenix, you name it, you need an attorney, you go to the advocates, and they get back to the community. You guys, they are working again with the road home, one of the best, I think arguably the best, homeless uh, advocates in the country. They're trying to gather funds to buy costumes for homeless kids to enjoy Halloween. A dollar, five dollars, a million dollars. Whatever you can spare, please use the advocates on Venmo. Let me hide that banner for you. If you can't screenshot that, there is the name Advocates Donations on Venmo. A dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever. Please consider donating to the advocates so that we can give homeless kids some sense of normalcy this halloween make sure in the comments section on venmo you tell them hey we heard about you on the monty show i would appreciate that as always um or just say halloween costumes for homeless kids that'd be great the monty show back with you on a monday what a crazy weekend it was in the big 12 and i'll tell you some of these results this weekend you guys i think absolutely change the face of the college football playoff race. I think what we have coming up in Texas and Oklahoma on a singular national rivalry stage this weekend in the Red River Red River rivalry. See, in my head, I was already saying, don't say shootout. It's rivalry these days. <laughs> uh, Texas and Oklahoma is going to be huge. And the win that I think we saw this weekend in college football that was the most definitive was Texas over Kansas. And we can stop the nonsense about whether or not Texas is back. Let's get this straight right now. Texas is legit. The Big 12 has an actual national championship contender. And wouldn't it be fitting if Oklahoma ended that? Because let's not kid ourselves. Of all the results we saw this weekend, I think Texas made a statement that they are ready to play Oklahoma, that the Red River rivalry is going to be something special just as it should be. Jake, I think we saw a massive weekend this weekend in the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that, yeah, I mean, obviously Texas beating Kansas was was huge. I, I mean, there's just no doubt about it. A lot of people felt like, hey, you know, is Texas going to be able to handle business? Is this the week where Texas inevitably falls on their face and the national championship hopes die? Because we seemingly get that every year with Texas, right? I, remember, everyone before the season was like, oh, this is just another year. Texas is nothing special. You know, let's not talk about that recruiting class for Sark. Let's not talk about the guys that he recruited the year before that are now on the field making plays. You know, nobody wants to talk about, you know, Jade Barron or Xavier Worthy or any of these dudes. And then they just go out and ball. They just go out and dominate the competition. And so I would expect nothing less of 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 Texas against Oklahoma. I would expect them to go out and inflict their will. Now, obviously, is there a lot to play for here if you're Oklahoma? Obviously, is this one of those games on, on these two schools' schedules? Of course. 
of course, there's heat here. But I, I, if you're if you're a national championship caliber team, which I believe Texas is, I, you, there's no other expectation other than win this game, win it convincingly, and move along with your business. And and so for me with the Big Twelve, yeah, yeah, you, you had a couple other nice stories. I thought what BYU did was nice. I thought what you know Dave Aranda and company did. Uh, against UCF was really nice. How about that fourth quarter? Yeah, it was wild. It was Good absolutely Lord. wild. Insane. I think I think Texas, and I know a lot of people hate this, but I think Texas is the most compelling team in the country. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at eight receivers, when you look at the fact that, uh, you know, Jonathan Brooks ran for 10.4 yards a carry on a very respectable Kansas team, what they did to Kansas – should not be overlooked simply as Kansas, you know, not having, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the country for four four quarters. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Texas had every reason to struggle this weekend looking ahead to Oklahoma, and they didn't. That tells me that they are bought into Sark and the staff. That tells me that Texas is back, and, and I think the Big 12 on the whole is so thirsty for a national championship contender, and you've got it. And the ultimate storyline, obviously, the irony of Texas leaving the conference, the irony of not winning the conference, I believe the last time Texas won the conference was 1864, um, and I don't... Y'all feel me? Be, you, like, to Might be a slight you, exaggeration. I, I could be off by <laughs> you know a year or a hundred there. But my point is, it's amazing that Texas here and now is a national championship contender. And I think this conference is on such an epic run. It actually would not surprise me if somehow, some way, the Big 12 found itself with Texas in the college football playoff, with Texas playing for a spot in the national championship. Because I would remind you, the biggest game of the year for Texas is at the very top of the crescendo. After the Oklahoma game, Texas really has a very easy ride. The K-State game could possibly be the most difficult game left on their schedule, but you look at this this Oklahoma game, it's top of the mountain, Mom. This is it. If Texas wins this game, there are zero excuses for Texas not to go to a Tarrant County for the, the Big 12 championship game and then zero excuses for Texas not to be in the college football playoff. If you're a Big 12 fan, dare I say that you're a Texas fan this weekend because I think Texas has the goods. And I'm not saying that Brent Venables is not a great story and that Oklahoma's comeback and rise and resurgence back to respectability this season isn't something special because, damn it, it is. But what I'm telling you is Texas is something else Texas is on a different level. You look at what they got out of Quinn Ewers this weekend. That's the stuff of Heisman performances. Thanks. But that was Kansas. And we're now talking about Oklahoma and the Red River rivalry. I'm talking about a game in the Red River rivalry. That means everything to the state of Texas. Yeah, It's the game of games. If Quinn Ewers throws for 300, and runs for 50 against Oklahoma. If you can get 250, 300 yards on the ground, it'll be a blowout again. Is 
Texas legit. We find out this weekend. Well, and look, I I think mm. this is the genius of having Alabama as one of your non-conference games, right? I mean, it allows you, you know, what, uh, you know, what are you, five weeks into the year yeah. to say, hey, we're legit. We beat Alabama. We handled our business against Wyoming, even though all the Texas haters want to say, oh, that was a fourth quarter game, and they were going to fumble it in that game. Dude, they were never in any danger of losing that game. I have news for you. They dominated the fourth quarter when they needed to. Yeah, they did. And that's it. That, that That's the end of the Y.O. discussion or criticism or anything. Because the stat sheet says they won that game easily. So then, all right, I'm like, all right, Baylor. Okay, well, going into the Baylor game for Texas, Baylor was regarded as this pretty much trash team that just was not having a good year. Hey, is Dave on the hot seat? Like, we all remember what the narrative was. And they did what they were supposed to do in that game. That was never going to be a game that you lost. But now Baylor does what they did this week against UCF, comes back, sensational win. Like, so maybe How that, did UCF lose that game? <laughs> dude, it's beyond me, dude. Gus Malzahn always finds play, a way. Play calling and clock management yeah. were yeah. terrible. Yeah. Did that did did the Baylor win? Or let me let me rephrase. Did the UCF silver plattering of a win. <laughs> Did they gift wrap Dave Aranda remaining at Baylor for, for another year? I, yeah, I, th I mean, I think he might have bought himself another year with that win. Oh, I, I, you know, but, it's but for unreal. Texas, dude, but for Texas, again, you handle Baylor, uh, you handle Kansas at home just like you should have. And you're right. Oklahoma really is, to me, the, the sort of the door opening to the college football playoff. You beat Oklahoma. And you're pretty much riding off into the sunset in the college football playoff. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was incredible, um, and I just feel terrible for for Jalen Daniels. I I don't know. I want to say the kid's legit, but you got to be on the field. Your best ability is your availability, and you know, with with, with all due respect to Jason Bean, this is a different team without him. Mm -hmm. um, I, I that's just that is harsh. That is brutal. Um, it's everything you don't want. And then you have BYU who, you know what? I think, I think there's no downplaying BYU anymore. Let's stop trying to find reasons not to like Keaton Slovis. Let's stop trying to find reasons, um, you know, to, uh, you know, to downplay what BYU is doing. It's not a fluke anymore. BYU beat Cincinnati and Keaton Slovis threw for 223 and two touchdowns, no interceptions. LJ Martin, a fine young running back, had 60 yards on the ground running, uh, two touchdowns on the ground, and this BYU defense is legit. And uh, I'll just keep espousing about the greatness of Max Tooley. Uh, I can only say so much about Tyler Batty and Jacob Robinson. I don't know what else. I can sit here and tell you, as somebody who's watched BYU for over a decade, seeing the way that BYU is playing now, I have never seen a BYU defense play at this level against this level of competition. Um, I, I go back to all the years that Bronco Mendenhall was begging to get into the Big 12 for BYU, and I don't believe, and you're going to call me crazy, I don't believe in the last 10 years, Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, I don't believe I've ever seen a touchdown pass delivered the way we saw Keaton Slovis with that touchdown pass. I mean, it, 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 it's remarkable to me.
that Keaton Slovis in a lot of in a lot of ways was the guy that nobody wanted in Provo and I'm included in that. I questioned Keaton Slovis as a quality quarterback. The pass he threw to Chase Roberts, avoiding defenders, no time or space and throwing a dime piece that goes for a touchdown. It's one of the greatest touchdown passes I've seen in the last decade at BYU. And I think we need to recognize this BYU defense. They're four and one. Um, their loss was to Kansas in in Lawrence, but they have quality wins over Arkansas and Cincinnati. I don't know what to make of TCU in two weeks mm-hmm. because if there's a more disappointing team in the Big 12, TCU losing to West Virginia and Fort Worth is one of the most disappointing games of this season. It is inexplicable. <coughs> it is <coughs> It is stunning. It is... No, not their first time this year, right? Well, but, but again, we knew that TCU was going to backslide. There's no way that TCU stays at that level that we saw last year. TCU was so good last year. Mm-hmm. You knew they were going to come down a bit. You can't lose to a, 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 a team on a death march with a lame duck coach that everybody knew wasn't coming back. You can't give up that kind of tonnage to West Virginia. But, but look at the kind of game you played here because I think this game – was similar in fashion to the Colorado game in that, hey, it's a one-score one game that you lost by. You, you just didn't get it done. And and, and the, the hard part is, is both of those are at home, like you said. Like, you can't have that, man. That's, 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 you just don't do that in football. You can't take seven penalties against West Virginia when they only had two. You, you can't be stupid. You can't get out time of possession by West Virginia. You, you cannot be 6 of 16 on third down. TCU, how do you explain this? How do you explain getting shut out in the second half? How? It, it is, it's one of the most disappointing performances of the year. There, there's just no... There's no way to spin that, yeah. man. There, there's no way to spin it. I think that is now you have a real hill to climb because I'd also remind you that TCU is at the other mind-numbingly really, really bad football team. And if anybody wants to explain to me how on earth Iowa State beat Oklahoma State two weekends ago and they gave man. up – 50 points to Oklahoma this past weekend? I said, God damn, you gave up 50 points to Oklahoma? Hello? Like, I, <laughs> I, I, guy, I don't even know what to say. You, Bro, what are you talking about, man? You beat, you beat Oklahoma State. Is this a measure of just how bad Oklahoma State is? Um, Oak State, excuse yeah, me? Do you mind? Please. Are you kidding me that you gave up 50 points, Matt Campbell, to, uh, to Oklahoma State? And somehow, somehow, I, I don't even... You're, you're not good. 
because it's garbage. Bro, you're not good. Do you understand how bad Iowa State is? Do you understand that when you look at this game, and I understand it was in Norman, I totally get it. I like I understand it. But you you gave up not one, not two, but three for three fourth down conversions by Oklahoma. And like, kick a person when he's down. Three for three. Do you know how hard it is to go three for three on fourth down conversions? Apparently not very against <laughs> Iowa State. I was going to say. <laughs> but it's, it's unbelievable to me that Iowa State is this bad. Yeah. And it's unbelievable to me that Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State. Yeah. Some I that that fifty it's an point indictment on the mullet, dude. There's no doubt. That fifty point thing that Iowa State gave you lost by thirty, dude. How? How? I have no idea. How? I have no idea. Facts straight. And yeah, you got shut out in the second half. That game, and I know everybody's like, well, who gives a damn fat ass? It's like, you know. No Iowa State's bad. This is no more like, oh, hey, gambling, you know, scandal, and you got well, Brock Purdy because all your guys are suspended, and and, and Brees Hall. And, look, I totally understand it. There's been some things a, a flutter. You're not good. No, no, no. You're not good at all. In, in Iowa State, you're embarrassing yourself now. And more to the point, really, I guess Oklahoma State, you're embarrassing yourself now. And yeah. somebody needs to check the mullet because I can't believe they gave up fifty. It, Gabriel's good, and I totally get it. You can't give up 50 no, to Oklahoma. No, you can't, dude. You there, can't. There is in no way, shape, or form can can you do that. So I think the other two games I want to mention real quick, how about SC and Colorado? Did that live up to it at all? Hell yeah, it did. Now, Jake, yeah. and I, I it, it's a vision that I'm going to struggle to ever get out of my – it's burned into my retinas. You know, walking in the Jake's place to go get, we were supposed to go golfing. And I walk in and, and Jake is on his couch. And let's just say there's baby oil all over the place. Macaque. <laughs> how excited were you to see Dion's offense put it hey, up man, against that? Was, I was thrilled, man. Lincoln lived up to the brand, dude. Live up to it, Lincoln. Live up to it, dude. Yeah, that's what you were really excited about, wasn't it? Yep. That Lincoln Riley's yep. defense is, yep. again, very sus. Yep. Living up to it, dude. Um, it is what it is. Were you more excited that Dion's offense was good or that Lincoln's defense no, was that bad? No, I was bad? more excited about coming onto the show today <laughs> and ripping Lincoln Riley. You know what it is. Yeah, Lincoln Riley always got Heisman quarterbacks and never a defense. What I just say? Hey, congratulations on going to a New Year's Six. Never to the playoff. Boom. Out of here. Shadour Sanders, Heisman Trophy winner or not? Winner, I don't know. Contender? He, should Absolutely. he be in he should yes. be in New York? Yes. Winner, probably not, because he doesn't win enough. Well, Quinn Ewers is probably gonna win it, depending on what happens this weekend. No, uh, Caleb Williams is gonna win it. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, he I is. think listen to me. You listen and you listen good. Mm -hmm. If Texas, again, you want to talk about the implications of Texas, Oklahoma. If Texas beats Oklahoma, it's going to be awfully hard for Quinn Ewers. If he, if he stays healthy and just stays the course, keeps the oars in the water, Quinn Ewers is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh -huh. Because he'll be the reason they win or lose against Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. I want you to listen to me. And you listen good. If Quinn Ewers beats Oklahoma, 
It's going to be tough not to give him the Heisman Trophy. I'm going to say this again. Caleb Williams won it once. You have to be better than you were when you wanted to win Which it twice. Eh, Number say is. Better story, Texas or USC? Well, yeah, Texas I would agree. Right Te now. Texas. The Longhorns are a far better story. A far better story going out. Don't think it's lost on people that Texas isn't. They're leaving the Big 12, and Quinn Ewers is doing what he's doing, and some guy named, you know, Crotch Manning is on the bench. And How dare you? Quinn Ewers could, could steal the hearts of Heisman voters this coming weekend. Now, it could also come to a, a crashing end this weekend, and, and, and we are absolutely making tomahawk steaks out of the Longhorns um, after this game. Um, that could absolutely be the case. But again... If Texas wins this weekend, they will play for the Big 12 championship. Yep. He will be in New York hey guys. for the Heisman Trophy Sally ceremony. Procedure I, he, if, stuff. If they beat Oklahoma, he will go to New York and probably win the whole damn thing. I want you to listen to me. There's a lot on the line in the Red River. Don't call it a shootout rivalry game. Meteorological society. Um. Right? Like there's... <laughs> There's a lot on the line yes, in Texas, dude. Oklahoma. Yes. And, and it feels good. Yes. It feels good that here we are, and, and I don't know where you are, but it's a chilly, cloudy afternoon here at Casa de Monte office compound. Yes. You know, house office tower thing. Yeah, the 49th um, floor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it feels good to have big college football. Hell and yeah, it feels does, good. You know what else feels good? That a rivalry game matters it's good for college football when texas is good and i know that pisses off all the other big 12 fans but it's the truth dude all right before we get to free buckshot yeah because buckshot is free right now right how about boss frog number one he says hi jake but first hundred dollars let's go baby hell yeah dude <laughs> gotta dude. look i wish salty drunk was here gotta love a man that pays up pays up it was a massive weekend, all right. Seven of ten. Boom. Here's your piece of action on South Florida. Let's go. Thank you, sir. Uh, he says, time to pay the piper, keep the change, and hello, Jake, I'm here. Hello, sir. Hello. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. Uh, Matt Ritson for $5. Your famous, Monty. Um, they talk about Oregon State. Great. Great. Great, man. Wolves don't concern themselves with the sheep, boys. Cleveland Rocks heading west for three-week vacation. Okay. My man, we will say a prayer for you as we fly over Soldier Field. Dude, How? Why? We're 24 minutes into the program, and you and you just had to bring it up. How? Because it's garbage. Just go watch Matt Eberflus. Dude lose his bladder while trying to figure out what to say about Chase Claypool not being on the Chicago Bears. And I would remind you, uh, did you not know this question was coming? Yeah, we knew it was coming. Did you prepare for it? No. Here, let me help you. Because he was like, oh, well, um, yeah, and maybe, uh, you know, well, here, let me help you. Uh, that's an internal matter, and I'm not going to talk about it in front of the media. Hey, but uh, you know, he he was he here or not, uh, guys? It's it's an internal issue. That means we're handling it internally, and I'm not going to talk about it. We're on to Cincinnati. That's it. 
That's all you have to do. But, no, we're really focused on Philadelphia right but now. But what did Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the, the Bears, who who better be fired soon, He's do? A no, he stood out there. He's like, well, you know, I like guys who are on time. I like guys who are professional and prepared and want the very best for the football team. Uh, so wait, Matt, are you saying those were the issues with Chase? No, I'm just saying when it comes to Chase, I like um, guys who are on time um, and who are professional um, and stuff. So you are saying, look, and I'm not even dramatizing this. So you are saying those are the issues. What I'm saying is that Chase, we have, you know, he's um, going to be away from the team this week. So, did, um, <clears throat> well, how do I ask this, Matt? Uh, so... It was said that Chase was given a choice, but you said it wasn't a choice until you just said um, a minute ago. Was it, was it a, a choice? or? Um, yeah, we gave him a choice. He chose to stay home. Well, Matt, he actually didn't stay home. He showed up at Soldier Field. Right. Again, I like um, guys who are on um, time. And um, <laughs> What are you doing? M Matt, all you have to do is say it's an internal matter, and I'm not going to talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> next week when we lost again. It's not the best situation, or and we all know that. 14 in a row, baby. You know, listen, we've lost 14 in a row. Why don't you guys, you know, we've lost 14 games in a row. Do anybody have questions about our bad football team? Because it's garbage. Okay, thanks. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks. So it's not rocket science, Matt. Apparently it is to you because you're a... We're on to Cincinnati. Hey, we're focused on the Jets today. Focus yeah, we're really on focused on Philadelphia yeah, right now. Give me anybody but the... Don't talk about it's an intern. It's an internal uh, issue, oh and we're gosh. not going to talk about it. Um, I won't be comment. That's an in that's dude. an internal matter. We won't be commenting on. <laughs> Ro, here, let me fix it for you, Matt. Uh, it's an internal matter. We won't be talking about it. Fucking a, a hole. Uh, all right, less of us, more of you. Uh, let's get to as we do every day at this time. Free buckshot from buckedup.com. You guys, you know the official, the official energy provider of the Monty Show is bucked up. And I always talk about it on the show. I always say, hey, buckshot is the way to go. It's the best of the best of the best, right? Well, now I want to give it to you free. See this graphic? All you have to do is get into the description of the show below. There's a link. Or find me on Twitter or find me on Instagram. There's a link. You can get six free buckshots sent right to your door. Clean, long-lasting energy for free. Energy shots that are designed to help you have your best days. And guys, I tell you every single day, if it's an Excel spreadsheet, if you're Boss Frog today and you're on vacation, you guys, big ups to Boss Frog. Not only does he you know, chip you off a chunk when you give him a good hit, on South Florida. I'm for real. He's taking his first ever real no, don't check the phone or the computer vacation. Y'all feel me? Boss Frog is on vacation. Have a buck shot, Boss Frog, for free. Do you it. guys, that's what it's about. Feel better. All you get with Bucked Up, and I tell you every day with Buckshot, the best ingredients that make the best products that do exactly what they tell you they're going to do. 200 milligrams of pure clean caffeine, natural caffeine sources that give you mental clarity. And very clearly as a, as a Bears fan. You very, really need that, dude. Very clearly as a Cubs fan, did I not tell you first here on the show? No, I'm not the first one to say it. Exclusive news on the Monty Show, the Cubs are not good. Too bad.
Too fucking bad, And then man. the owner of the Cubs is like, well, hey, uh, Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs, he was asked, um, hey, are you guys going to re-sign Cody Bellinger? Well, Cody had a great year, and, you know, we really like Cody, and we're going to have to see. You know, he's a free agent. We'll have to see how the market plays no. out. No, hey, uh, Tom no. Ricketts, let me uh, let me help you here. Uh, the, the, what he translate to Ricketts, uh, which is Tommy for saying we're profit-taking, and he's going to be a free agent, which is Tommy E's for saying he's going to get a lot of money and we don't pay anybody anything. So uh, he, a lot. Yeah, he's going to go play for a World Series contender, oh. which, which means he won't be back in the Okay, Cup so you're saying there's going to be a reunion out west and maybe, you know, he's going to be back in Dodger Stadium again. That's what we're really saying. Tom Ricketts is a jerk face. Anyway, get your free buck shot in the description below. Hook it up. Good to be with you, friends. Happy Monday. 30 minutes go, in baby. and we're rolling. Let's let's, uh, let's get your thoughts in here. Casey Anthony got away with it for okay, $5. Live up, live up to the brand. It's Monday. It's your first comment of the week. Don't mess it up. Oregon State and Washington State are better than the four Pac-12 teams the Big 12 added. The Big 12 minus Texas and Oklahoma would be the fifth best football conference. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you messed it up, dude. You All had a you chance. All you had to do was just, stay on brand. And just finish it off with Jagoff. That's yeah, your brand. That's it, dude. That's, that's it. You know. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Steven Smith for $20. If you watched the final quarter of OUISU, it was very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I love... I- <clears throat> Forget all these other people. Forget the other 600 people who are here, Steven. It's just you and me talking. They scored 50 points, sir. Minutes parade. I said 50 points. Well, I thought you said the final quarter was competitive, bro. I said they, they scored 50 points. Dude. OU. Not Iowa. OU. Scored. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? 50 points. Wow. You know. Listen, did you time how much it took, how long it took him to drink that whole thing of Gatorade? Don't that believe was, us. That was really, we were within three tenths of a second of the kid on the, the sideline in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, and we use powder. They get it like fully mixed. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. dilly. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> I love you, bro, but that's, that. see, that's the laugh I needed right there. Help me. That was incredible. Help me help you. <laughs> To help yourself because <laughs> my dude do you want okay here here are some numbers i why am i doing this i, I don't, don't know, know. first right. of all they scored 50 you lost by 30 points Please. okay you lost by 30 points okay 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 here just some just some numbers i want to throw out there uh they they had 500 yards of offense sir. yes 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 523 you had 352 Okay, not bad, not bad, but just not enough. Not bad, but right? not good. Yeah. When you give up 50 points. Yeah. You need more than that. You know, but I'll just, you had 150 yards rushing. Okay, they had, okay. again, not bad, they not had, bad. The problem is they had 366 <laughs> yards of passing. <laughs> they had 33 minutes of possession time. You threw two interceptions. Uh, I, I mean, like, we... They ran the ball 41 times. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> they averaged 10 yards of pass play. Dude, dude. 
You lost by 30. Oh, man. Well, wow. you know, there were four guys, snaps. Guys, 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 guys. You're, you're over-exaggerating. We, yeah, we lost hey, by guys. 30, but does that tell the story? There were four snaps in the game where we were competitive. <laughs> One in each quarter. What I mean, it's Matt Campbell. How much can you expect from us? They, Donnie, please. And I under, look, you gave us $20. I feel like I should give you a refund. But I'm not going. You, right. I mean, I mean you, you committed. I mean, I play send those refunds. I play golf. That means go I lose yeah. a lot of golf balls, sir. Anyway, um, after that, Iowa State couldn't keep up. And the game was out of reach. You lost by 30. Was it ever in reach? I believe that they have a chance to get to six wins, but the rest of the, the half. Okay. I mean... I would still be drunk, too, if I had lost, but... I knew today would be shitty. <laughs> I Okay, let's go down Iowa State's schedule. You believe guys, they can guys, get... Guys, they've guys, won guys. two games. Okay. Okay, they've lost to Iowa. That's not a good loss, either. <laughs> oh, you lost to Ohio. You beat... Wait, you, Ohio State? We, you beat Oklahoma State. No, not, no, Ohio. No, there's no state <laughs> on the end. There's no the or state. It's just, oh, oh, H, I. I don't know. How do you do I? Oh, hey, look at me. H, I, O, Ohio. <laughs> uh, you lost to Ohio and you lost to Oklahoma, but you did beat Oklahoma State. And as somebody who no. beat them, you can call them Okie State. I can't. Um, <laughs> TCU. Loss. I swear to God, Sonny. Sonny, please. Don't do me like that, Sonny. Uh, at Cincinnati, that's a loss. At Baylor's a loss. Kansas, I don't know. That's that's in Ames. It's probably a loss. It's probably a loss. You're losing to BYU. You're lo do you think you're beating Texas? Well, guys, 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 guys. Guys, guys, no, listen, listen. <laughs> Listen, I, I, the first quarter was really competitive. I saw Brock Purdy, and he told me he was going to be in Ames for the Texas game. We have a chance. You don't. It, it's over. I, I'm just I'm asking for a friend. My, his name, that friend's name is Steven. <laughs> who's $20 lighter in the pocketbook today. I'm asking for my friend Steven. Where are the four wins on this schedule? Um. And again, um, I know you've been day drinking because you're an Iowa State fan, but where I don't know that there's another win. No, no. You better that? beat Cincinnati because after I we're on to Cincinnati. Okay, all right. I I I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> Dax Johnson. It's Johnson. A, it's possessive. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that my childhood dog growing up, his name was Monty. God damn it. <laughs> Why does this... It, the My show bad. doesn't have to be awkward like this. <laughs> also, is Zachy Poo going to go after Donna Kelsey? <laughs> Dude. Okay. Look. First of all, it's not Zach's fault they lost. No, no, no. And we'll get to that in 13 minutes on Football at 50. Donna Kelsey's not attractive. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a jerk. But... Taylor Swift's mom. Mm -hmm. Somebody, but Donna Kelsey. It, and with all due respect. I know that Zachy Poo, how shall I say this? Well, he piped his mom's friend. And I totally, I'm, I understand. I understand that. Dude. Right? But 
his mom's friend was mildly attractive. The cack. But no, <laughs> his mom's friend was mildly attractive. Ms. Ke- with all due respect, have you seen Travis Kelsey's brother? He's he's kind of a grizzly man, and he looks like his mom. So you put three and seven together and, and make six. I, I'm just telling you, no, that's not. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I don't think so. Uh, Christopher Shannon, Blake Lively looked like I'd do a do a prison. What? Blake Lively looked like I'd do a prison stint for. Is everybody? Am I the only not drunk one? I mean, I'd do a prison stint for. Blake Lively. Hey, salty drunk. Did you see other people paid their 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 part? You didn't. Dude, give the guy credit. Blake Lively is fine. Come on. She's fine, dude. Oh, my God. So you've been day drinking, too? Uh, no, I'm sober. She's fine. All the mirrors broken at your place, Monty? I guess. I don't know. I'm an attractive man. Cougar Tracks. Uh, my dog's name is Jake. There's that. Wow. They know Reset. I appreciate you guys name your dogs after the show. <laughs> you know. Uh, Casey Anthony says, Kelsey obviously has a huge cock. Macaque. What is this? <laughs> is this shower leaking? What did I miss? Jeff uh, Woodworth. Wait, what? Zach hit on Swifty's mom? Exactly. Go, right. go, go start that rumor. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do that. Um, you guys, stop. Like. Uh, go Tigers, go Black 45. Still pissed and angry from the game. DC has to go. Which one? Yeah, which, I don't know. Yeah, the Tater Man. KU's OU over under on wins is directly proportional to Jalen Daniels being healthy. Totally. They can beat anyone except Texas if he plays. He is a wonderful quarterback. Yeah. But he's got to stay healthy. It's frustrating... This is the Quinn Ewers thing. How how much better is Texas if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt last year? Oh, 100%. And they're seeing the fruits of that labor now. I mean, he's he's outstanding. You know, that's what I, I that's what I'm saying. I don't even Yeah. You know, I it it is what it is. It just to me anyway. Uh KF, Neil Brown needs fired. Well, 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 KF, well. KF, you may have to change the name of your your YouTube account. Uh, now West Virginia might be mired in mediocrity for another year if Neil Brown has one good year and is now 26 and 26. <sighs> Damn, he's 500 again? I'd probably, I would still fire him. That's just me, but whatever. Uh, TCU sucks too. Iowa State wins that. That would truly be a new low for Sonny and company. I would be, stu- TCU's not losing. There's, there's no way. There is no way. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy, I knew Sonny would do money like that. Seriously. Seriously. I got, I admitted, admittedly, I had, I'd had too much, too many licks off the horn frog back, right? Like I got the poison (coughs) and I overestimated. Nobody saw it. There's no chance anybody saw them going to Fort Worth and winning, you know, Uh, Casey Anthony for $10. Congratulations to Jagoff Fields. Thank you. <laughs> the show can start now. The word of the go. day has been introduced. Thank you. Uh, to Jagoff Fields for tying the worst starting QB record in the first 32 games in NFL history, 5-27, and 27, and has a career 44 passer rating at the end of games, not even counting those fumbles. And part of me, 
And I admit that as a sports fan, I I have been beat down. Like I'm long suffering. I'm a Cubs <coughs> fan. I'm a Bears fan. I'm waiting for the news that Connor Bedard lost a leg in a tragic L train incident. You know, I'm waiting for it. When the Bears were up like 50 to nothing on, you know, Bronco Nation, let's, let's ride, ride. I was like, okay. Stay hard. We're giving away the first two picks in the draft. Like, please, God, let Justin Fields revert to the shitty quarterback that I know he is. Ah, 42 minutes today. Let Justin Fields revert to the mediocre, can't pass because the coaches are in my ear over-talking quarterback because that we know he is. He is worse than Mitchell Trubisky. He is worse than Jim Harbaugh or Steve Fuller or... Rex Grossman. Rex was quality. Don Mikowski, like the worst <clears throat> ever. Right. Eric Hipple. God, please let him revert. And apparently God is real and he listened because Notre Dame came back and Sam Hartman's beard is flourishing. It is flourishing. Notre Dame, our mother. Right? Sam Hartman is, is the next bachelor. He is so damn good looking. Stay hard. And he's such a nice guy. He's such a nice boy. Look at him waiting outside the tent to taunt the Duke quarterback. Such a nice guy. And then there's Justin Fields, who just is not good. I don't really get it. I, the Bears, like. Listen, is that, that fumble, oh. that fumble is not entirely on him, but it's 99% on him. How is it not on him? Well, because he he was the play took his back to the rushing end. Was his he was the ball right in his it. hand? With the ball in his hand? Don't hate on him, dude. Don't did, hate on him. Did he? Don't quarterbacks? Or and uh, now again, I'm assuming the Bears have professional coaching, which they don't. <laughs> We've already talked about Eber. We may have to uh, go short in a couple cases. Eber. Eber suck. Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, is a defensive guy. Are you telling me that he's working on ball protection skills with the because quarterbacks, and this is too nuanced, but quarterbacks work in a very different skill set for ball protection. Well, we've all seen the Jameis Winston videos, right? Okay, stealing and theft from retail stores has nothing to do with this. My point is... His ability to hold on to things is outstanding. Ask the Uber drivers. The point is, Justin Fields does not employ ball protection technique. When he's running around or when he's when he is executing handoffs or ball fakes, just look at his hand and his footwork. He is not shielding himself. He's not protecting the ball. That fumble is 100% on Justin Fields. Because he does not have good hand mechanics, dude. Like, you you look, the numbers don't lie. He threw his ass off. And it was gorgeous in the second quarter. And that was where all the joy ended. That He, he chose violence in the second half. And it was ugly. And the other thing I will say, oh, Matt Eberflus, this great, that's great defensive coach. Stay hard. Now, I could be wrong. I'm just little old fat ass over here watching little football money. games. You, you, you gave up 24 points in the second half, 
and you scored less than that. That's not generally the way you win football um, games. Um, and your defense, um, to be fair, your defense, your defense hasn't been good. It's been really, really bad. <laughs> so you don't develop quarterbacks. Chase Claypool's an abject disaster, as you've now described to everybody. You know, your defense is bad. Um, you have the first two picks in the NFL draft upcoming that it looks like you're going to try and win games, which I don't understand. Why am I not allowed to have nice things? Yeah. Like, why am I not allowed to have nice things as a sports fan? My God. Um, all right. Read this one already. My bad. West Virginia guy, 56. West Virginia will be in the Big 12 championship game this season. <laughs> Are we? Oh, so are we doing the whole overreaction oh, Monday thing? Dude, bro. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Like I and I love that the West Virginia fans are out today. This is the day you should be out. If you ever bro, supported Neil Brown, was too much last night, bro. That, I'm. <laughs> Stop, hey, man, dude. It's hitting Shoot. a little different on a Monday <laughs> afternoon, isn't it? Which I'm fine with. Today's your day, West Virginia fan. Enjoy it, because there won't be many of these. Uh, hella Billy, guy must be drinking bad moonshine. Hey. West Virginia not going to the big spot. <laughs> I need it, dude. I need all of it. Mountain, oh. Mountain Mama Civil War happening dude. on a money program. <laughs> I Listen, if you're a West Virginia fan, do it, man. Do it. Yeah, Jay, love West Virginia. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's wild to me. Mm. Um, 49er UCLA Wolverine. Can you imagine if Taylor Swift uh, was in the halftime Super Bowl show and KC was in the Super Bowl? How much would tickets be? Oh my God. I don't even want to know, dude. <laughs> are, are we at burnout point with Taylor Swift? I, I, are we? Did you guys see the Swifty at the tailgate that had the Kelsey jersey? K E L S E Y. Bro. And she had Taylor, it was like a front half Taylor Swift, back was a, a chief, like, get out of here, please. I, I, it is what it is. Mike Smith, Yogi and Justin Fields almost found themselves at a picnic basket. Dude, it's so frustrating to watch him. It yeah. really is. Uh, Cleveland rocks for $2. Dykes was living on Patterson's recruits last year. Maybe. Maybe. And hey. He's a great coach. <clears throat> yeah, and maybe that's part of it, dude. Maybe. We're going to find out because if this keeps going on, I uh, <clears throat> there's a transition year. But you hired him. Now you got to give him the three years to show us what he's got. You don't accident. You don't take another man's recruits and go to the national championship. You don't do that. That's that you, you have to be a really good coach, and he is. It's just a matter of can he rebuild it now. That's what I'm saying. Coogs Johnson, Buckshot is a great mixer with moonshine. Hey, man, don't take our word for it. Get it free in the uh, description below. There's a link. What now? Let me yeah. tell you what now. You can get six free Buckshot for oh. free. Uh, the Todd father says 10K. What's at 10K? Yeah, what's 10K? Uh, Bob Smith says, Taylor Smith, our mother. Come on, you guys. You got to give it up to Notre Dame. You have to. That was. Notre if, Dame, our mother. If there was ever a gritty fight to finish a game, 
that Notre Dame drive and the way that Hartman led them down the field yep. is remarkable. It is, it is, it's everything that, and this is my joy in sports right here. It's everything that you want. Now, how they're only a top 10 team, why are they not ranked ahead of USC? Why are they not ranked? You know, like I, I, I look at like, how is Georgia still number one? And here's the biggest shocker. And I know if you listen to the show, you're going to, you're going to be stunned by this. How is Michigan number two? What are we doing? If we're being honest, are you are you telling me that Michigan and Georgia should be ranked ahead of Texas? Georgia, I understand a little bit. Not Michigan. Michigan is undefeated is what they'll say. They're also East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, and Nebraska. That's how undefeated Michigan is. Who cares? You have shown nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yet Texas has a win in Alabama, a win at Baylor, and a win against Kansas. Two ranked teams. If if they beat Oklahoma this weekend, I don't care. They should be the number one ranked team in the country. Georgia finally, and I know, call me crazy, Georgia played a road game. Holy Moses, they go to Auburn and they almost lost that football game. In what was a classic SEC road game. Yes. Georgia, you know, that great team that is everybody's All-Americans, turns out not so much. Super speeder team, you know. Yet Team SRT is still the number one team in the country. Yep. And I don't understand it. Because UAB, South Carolina, Ball State, and UT Martin are not impressive to me. Texas should be the number one team in the country. Just keep winning, man. That's all By you got to do. They should be the number one team in the country. Keep on winning. Casey Anthony for $5. Congratulations to C.J. Stroud, the first Ohio State quarterback that looks like an NFL QB. Yeah, I got to agree. That was that was pretty damn good performance, man. NFL Rookie of the Year so far. No doubt. No doubt. And it He's tells better you. better than Bryce Young. Oh, far. But Bryce Young is in a brutal situation. Yeah. Bryce Young is not in a. Bryce Young's not in a place where you want to be a quarterback. I would agree. I don't think. Uh, all right, couple of member shout-outs on the show because, you know, we always like to shout-out our uh, our newer, our members, our returning members. Uh, Salty Drunk re- returns to the members. Let's go, baby. Welcome our Australian contingent. Aaron Wilson gives a membership. Look at Jimmy Otson. Let's go, baby. Strong start to the week. Look at Cyclone Steve's been a member for a month. You know, if uh, OU, uh, UT go to the college football playoff, would Iowa State get more money? They would. They would. It's $80 million. No, I, you're not. No, no don't I'm play not the games, doing dude. It. Drink. No, not doing it. Nope. Uh, Kaufman, members only content. Let's go. Kaufman in the members only content. Appreciate that. You guys, your memberships directly support the show. It helps us grow and do cool things. We have our winter promotion, which is an NFL-related promotion that's coming up that's going to be very exciting, which is why we bring you football at 50. 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app right now. In the description, there is a link. You get 100% deposit matching when you click that link. Play Prize Picks with us. Speaking of which, on the... 
old prize picks banner tonight. We've got the Seahawks and the New York Gents. 8.15 ABC and ESPN. Minus two and a half for the Hawks. You surprised by that? necessarily i think the giants have shown an outstanding ability to mess it up on the football field um you know i think the giants have let a lot of people down this year uh and and i think they've earned that number you know honestly i think they have i mean what what really is there to to lean on that says the giants are going to win this game not a lot I, i i mean not a lot but the one thing that you look at here is there are a few defenses worse than seattle against the pass and I think that with Saquon Barkley out of this game in all likelihood, he's out. With Saquon Barkley out of this game in all likelihood, you would think that Daniel Jones plays a big one tonight. Coming up in 36 minutes, I'll tell you all about our prize picks. Daniel Jones is in my prize picks tonight for Monday Night Football. We'll explain and show that to you. We'll do show and tell on prize picks right. in 36 minutes. But I actually, I would actually lean Giants on this one. I'd lean Giants. I don't like the way the Seahawks have defended the pass at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a big game, just like Zachy Poo did. JTS Jets, Jets, Jets. It's not Zach Wilson's fault. No, even though you are day drinking today, let me say it again. It's not Zach Wilson's fault the Jets lost. Is the Jets' defense overrated? Uh, I don't know that it's overrated. I, I, I think that, you know, they're a really good defense. You know, I, I think they've earned the respect that they're given. I, I, I think the problem is, is because of Aaron Rodgers' injury and because of Zach Wilson's situation, the defense has been tasked with winning you the game, which, in my opinion, should never be asked of a defense. The defense's job, in my opinion, is to keep you in the game. And if they happen to make plays, if they happen to put points on the board, great. Then that's just a cherry on top. But ultimately, the defense is job is just to hold the other team to a reasonable number every week so the offense can go out and not have to put up 50 every week to win a ball game. There's a couple of things that come to mind here on this point. You can't give up four first downs through penalties, which the Jets defense did. You can't give up 20 first downs, 11 of those against the run. The Jets did that. The Jets did that. You can't give up 400 total yards. The New York Jets did that. Now, did they get hosed on a non-hold and then hold call? Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely they did. That should not have been a a Patrick Mahomes first down on that run that pretty much ended the game. That was abysmal by NFL officials. Are the NFL officials still letting Kansas City offensive linemen sag off the line of scrimmage and get a massive advantage on the defensive end? Yeah, they are. I just think that Jets defense has been talked up so much. And finally, the Jets offense did the job. I am. It's incredible how well Zach Wilson played in this game. 245 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am... They ran for 100 yards. Alan Lazard is finally a relevant wide receiver. I mean, they finally featured Garrett Wilson. Nine catches last night. The Jets should have won the game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't because their defense just wasn't good enough. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's 
you know, that's how it's going to go some weeks. And, it, and it's, it's unfortunate. It would have been nice for, you know, Zag to feel good about it. I do agree with everyone uh, saying, hey, he truly believes that it was on him and, you know, it was his fault. I, I love that clip going around Twitter where he's like, it's my fault, bro. I lost the game for us. Like, it's good to see him taking that responsibility. Not even whether it's true or not is a different conversation, but I think as a starting quarterback, it, it, you know, when we, it's the old saying, when we lose, it's on me. When we win, it's on everybody, right? I mean, that's what you have to be as a starting quarterback in the league. And I think Zach is finally embracing that. And I think because he's embracing that, that's taking him more into a mindset of running the system. He did a great job checking the ball down last night, which he opened did. up the middle of the field a little bit more because the linebackers had to respect that a little more. So he did his job last night. And I think he just needs to keep doing that, right? It's much like what we were talking about with Texas. Just keep winning. Zach, just keep doing your damn job. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I, uh, I, this one is not as outlandish as it used to be. Northeast Ohio, bless the state fan. NFL is scripted. I'm just telling you, Bob Smith, hold the sauce. Gardner cost the Jets the game. Well, I don't think he did. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think he did. Uh, 49er UCLA Wolverine just ordered six free cans of Buckshot. Let's, Let's go, go. Get it. Uh, Harry Austin, it's always Zach Wilson's fault. Aaron Wilson, let me get them prize picks, baby. 31 minutes, you'll have those prize picks. Uh, the Todd Father, listen, I think we need to give props to any NFL QB these days. Guys are the biggest stud type A's of us as men. Let's stop trashing him. I agree. Let him trash himself. If he wants to play down again, he'll get trashed. Trust me. Uh, Jonah. Hello, Jonah. The game last night was so blatantly rigged for the Chiefs, they're not even trying to hide anymore. See, it's not as outrageous as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's really not. It ain't, the Chiefs are... Let's be honest with the Swifty stuff. The Chiefs are a good story. Tell me the Chiefs are not really... Tell me Taylor Swift is not very, very good for the NFL. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? Uh, so... I, I, dude, Taylor Swift absolutely allows the nfl to push female power and like respect and but all it, that does that mean that juan taylor should be allowed to be a full yard and a half off uh, behind the line of scrimmage from where his head scripted, dude i'm not saying it's scripted his head by rule i want to go and look at the offensive line sets from last night and all year long for the chiefs the right tackle number 74 i think juan taylor is is lined up his head has to be even with the center's hip. That's the rule. He is a yard and a half behind that. Do you understand the advantage that gives him on the defensive end? It's a massive, and if you watch him, he twitches up before the ball is snapped. This has been brought to their attention by every team that they have played this year. And the NFL's done nothing about it. Mm -hmm. They know about it. They are not doing anything about it because it helps Patrick Mahomes. And if the Chiefs win, Taylor Swift wins, the NFL wins. I, and I do not buy for a second that the NFL is not thrilled Taylor Swift is at games. Yeah, I, I don't think the NFL is scripted, right? And I don't think that's that, strong. I don't think that there's any way to script a game. But what I do believe is things like Juwan Taylor. Hey, 
they, they, they're going to let Jawan Taylor do what he does because they know 27 million people are watching it and 70% of those probably want Patty Mahomes to do better uh, than worse, right? Like, we know Chiefs Nation is huge. So It's the most watched Sunday show since su the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift is on camera every other play. Yeah. Taylor Swift, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds. Now it's turning into LA Laker basketball. Hey, look at that famous guy in that one and that. Oh, Swifty? Do you mean one of the, the largest grossing musical entities ever? Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah, she's dating. Well, we're going to put this guy on prime time. Hey, funny they flag. You watch, my, mark my words, as long as those two are till, uh, still swapping human DNA, they're going to be flexing the Chiefs. The Chiefs will be in big game situations because they deliver audiences because yes. Taylor Swift is there. Yes, yes. So, yes. Jonah, I don't think you're wrong at all. I don't think you're wrong at all. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour is presented by Prize Picks. Daily Fantasy, you guys, we love playing Prize Picks with you. It has been so much fun in our members-only chat um, that we put up our prize picks, you know, on a most-day basis. And sometimes up. when we're not losing tons of millions of dollars because I'm stupid. Uh, but <laughs> prize picks is amazing. It's daily fantasy, and all you have to do is pick more or less. And coming up in 27 and a half minutes, I'm going to show you my prize picks for tonight that are going to win and Jake's that are going to lose. Mm -hmm. And um, join us. They're giving you 100% deposit matching because you found prize picks through the Monty Show. It's in the description below. Click the link. Sign up for an account. Make a deposit and play with us. Whether it's $5, $100, it doesn't matter. You deposit five, they're going to give you 10. So let's go. Prize picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. The link is in the description below. Our number two of the show as always, is presented by our friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. And again, I'm, I'm asking you today that we are just, what, 28 days away from Halloween. I love Halloween. You know that I'm a big believer that kids should be able to be innocent and have fun as long as they can. The Advocates are working with the road home. I'm going to take this banner down so you guys can see this. This is The Advocates on Venmo. I'm asking you today to just find $5 in your seat cushions and Venmo it to the advocates and say Monty Show Halloween costume. They're trying to give Halloween costumes to homeless kids so that those kids can have some sense of normalcy, go trick-or-treating, wear a costume to school like all the youngsters do. There's a lot of kids who can't do that because their parents are homeless, so they're homeless. So they're living in cars, they're living in vans, they're living in shelters. The last thing their parents are thinking about is Halloween costumes. In comes the Advocates and The Road Home, one of the best homeless advocacy groups in the country. They're working together to provide costumes for homeless kids. Again, it's not much. It's a dollar, it's $5, it's $100. If it's in your heart, please consider sending that money on Venmo to the Advocates. All of that money goes to The Road Home so that homeless kids can have Halloween costumes. And if you'd like to, put in the comment section, hey, heard about you guys on the Monty Show. That'd be great. Hook it up. The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. Go check them out, theadvocates.com. Real quick, I'm going to update a baseball story, and this one is really important. Did you guys see this from Trevor Bauer today? You remember Trevor Bauer, the pitcher of the L.A. Dodgers? Mm. So two years ago, Trevor Bauer gets 
connected with a woman who at the end of the day, in my opinion, turned out to be a, a Dodger hater who had a relationship with other players and some of them played for the Padres. She lived in San Diego. And now we know through discovery that she had one plan in mind when she hooked up with Trevor Bauer. Based on the text messages that Trevor Bauer released today in a video, as the story goes quickly, Trevor Bauer, well-paid pitcher for the Dodgers, has a relationship with this woman that lasted a couple of sexual encounters where she claimed that Trevor Bauer beat her within an inch of her life, choked her, physically assaulted her to the point where she went to the police. She tried to get a restraining order. Trevor Bauer never pitched in the major leagues again to this date. And that date is today. He's pitching in Japan. But today we got resolution and Trevor Bauer released a video on social media. It's two minutes long and it is really revealing. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer, take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. Bitch, you better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how was she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million, read another text. Uh, then, after the second time we met, former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her, you got to get this bag. I'll give you 50,000, Lindsay replied. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied. Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times about coming to a financial settlement. But as I have done since day one, I refuse to pay her even a single cent. And during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Uh, information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, and now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, it was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021, without my knowledge or consent, of course. Uh, in it, you can see her lying in bed next to me while I'm sleeping, smirking at the camera without a care in the world, or any marks on her face. I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what actually happened the evening of May 15th. I also retained my right to speak publicly about the case, something I have not been at liberty to do since June of 2021. So. As of today, both lawsuits have been settled. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting, but hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I'd prefer to just remain focused on doing my job, uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today, I'm happy to be moving on with my life. Wow. That is unbelievable. It is a victory, I think, across the board for Trevor Bauer. I think this woman was outed as an absolute, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't want to go too far with it, but this woman, in my opinion, her actions were criminal. And you heard what Trevor Bauer said there, and I agree with him, and we've said this on the show before. If she had any net worth, she would not have any net worth because he would have sued her in one, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I think what she did should be an educational point to every father and his sons 
And I think if you are a father, you should be talking to your children about this. I think when your kids become the dating age, and I'm talking about in, in today's world, middle school, when you start getting into these kind of relationships, especially when you have a higher net worth, you better understand what you're doing. Because Trevor Bauer, and whether you believe him to be innocent, whatever you think, here's what I know. Trevor Bauer didn't do what he was accused of doing. Trevor Bauer has paid financially a price that nobody should have paid. He has lost so much money in endorsement, in off-field opportunities. Yes, he got paid. His contract was guaranteed. But he's not a major league pitcher anymore. He's pitching all the way in Japan and dominating, frankly. The guy should get his job back in Major League Baseball. Will he? No, I don't think he'll ever pitch again. He was accused of choking and beating a woman against her will multiple times. Accused. And it turns out that didn't happen. So who makes Trevor Bauer whole? Nobody. Because he'll never get back to good. Yeah, and I think that's what's tough. Is like I, I, I think if you're the Dodgers now, you, you like you, you're probably you, they're certainly not going to comment on the situation or do anything publicly, but I, I do think there's an opportunity here to and, and look. I'm not saying that Trevor Bauer is a saint or a perfect person. I, I, I'm not saying that, but I but I do think that this was absolutely a hit job out of this woman. And but, and, and, but who cares if he's a saint? Who, I don't care what his moral compass is because that's not what this conversation's about. No, with all due respect, I, that's not what this conversation's about. This conversation's about a guy of high net worth value who got hoodwinked by a woman who then, now we know, asked him to do a specific thing so that she could try and get his money. He lost his career over it. He lost his good name over it. And he has zero recourse for it. He has spent on legal fees. He is, I mean, he'll never, ever be made whole. That money is gone, dude. His chance at World Series, his mm -hmm. chance at the, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, like the Baseball Hall of Fame, that's gone. That's all gone. And he is good enough to have earned a, a spot in the Hall of Fame. Gone. His career, gone. His personal life, gone. His reputation, gone. And ultimately, what's going to happen to this woman? That's the question. And I'm not telling you I think she should go to jail. I'm not telling you that I think she should be torn apart on social media. What I'm telling you is it's not fair. And it's what I said two years ago when this first came out. Yeah. Trevor Bauer, the mistake that Trevor Bauer made was not understanding who this person was. You don't hook up on an app if you're a $51 million Major League Baseball player. Mm -hmm. You don't. Is that right or wrong or unfair or not fair? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's the, reality. it's the reality of the situation. Other than that, Trevor Bauer, in my opinion, did nothing wrong here. And I don't care if you think choking people during sex or she clearly now, we have evidence in text message and discovery we, he clearly now has evidence she asked him to do that. Thanks. It was wholly consensual based on the evidence, in my opinion. And the thing that he said there that I thought was so important is, I refused to sign a silence agreement. I refused to, to sign an agreement 
that would have kept all this information confidential because it was the only way that he was going to be able to, on some level, save what was left of his reputation. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're a dad, I'm j I beg you, as awkward as it probably can be, please have conversations with your kids about adult relationships. Yeah. Because people aren't teaching that in school. And they're, hey, sure, teach them about credit cards and checking accounts and you better have conversations with your kids about how to treat women, how to date women. You better have conversations with your daughters about men. You better have conversations with your sons about women. Mm -hmm. That's what the lesson here is. Because that video of him asleep in his bed with this woman who was there strictly to get his $51 million is terrifying to me. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's... Mm. If you have money, you have responsibility. It, it, it is just brutal, man. It is absolutely brutal. CB1044 says the AP is still protecting this woman. Their story is now protecting themselves. We talked about that. Uh, Christopher Shannon, she'll get Glory Allred on council. She can't. Do you understand what this woman did today? So if you guys don't understand this, she went to court and asked for a domestic violence restraining order. Which is, yep, granted. Like, I've covered criminal and court cases as part of my career. And I can't tell you in any famous, in any case involving a famous figure, athlete, politician, you name it. If a, if a, especially if a woman is accusing a man of choking her and beating her against her will, that restraining order is given just as a default. Yep. They went to court and the judge laughed this woman out of court and did not give her a restraining order. There's no glory all red on the other side of the fence, friends. No. What this woman did and what she said in text messages and what she lied about the court, the judge said she was being willfully dishonest. She was intentionally being dishonest to hide information from Trevor Bauer and his lawyers. That's, I mean, come on. Yeah, man. dude. Come on. Come on. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. Oh, she should definitely go to jail. I don't know. And I, again, when you get into like victim shaming, okay, cool. Here's what I know. A guy of high net worth made a poor judgment with a woman that he hooked up with. And this is where it got him. Talk to your kids about that. Yep. T talk to them about Trevor Bauer. Show them the Trevor Bauer case. If you are of personal wealth or you are or you are hoping that your children will be, show them the Trevor Bauer case because it should absolutely be what what fathers and sons talk about. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if this woman's a terrible person. What she did was the act of a terrible person. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she was or not. OG Gary, always keep the receipts. Low life uh <laughs> always looking for a payday. Yes, they are. That is true. Uh, Aaron Wilson, is this uh, worse than the uh, Juicy Smollett situation? I, no, uh, I, we are two, not in the business yeah, of comparing. It's two totally different things. Yeah. You know. Uh, Northeast Ohio Boys State fan. She should be arrested for filing a false police report. Some have suggested that. And I believe she's been investigated for that. Boston Mapes. Yeah, she should go to jail because she didn't just destroy him. She impacts real victims. Oh, my God. Yes, she does. 
Yes, she does. Uh, to Todd Father, my ex-wife had more talks with my boys about this than I ever did because she knows. It, it's hugely important that we communicate with our kids on it. I mean, I can't even. Yeah. It, it's just so scary, dude. It's just so scary to me. Uh, Salamini, if it's false accusations, the victim that has been shamed is the man. I agree. And the problem is she has zero net worth, this woman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's got nothing to lose. Why wouldn't she do it? And he and he is much said in the video. I'm not, what am I going after? It was never about money. I needed access to her text messages and communications with her friends, including other major league players. Yeah. So, and the first thing I thought when I heard this, because, and I don't want to bring up the other pitcher's name, but another pitcher for the Padres at the time that was friends with Trevor Bauer, you don't call him and say, hey, man, she just said this about you. Like, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. You know, like, it's just, I, I can't even, Yeah. I don't even know where you go with it. Uh, Boss Frog, it's called false accusations. Misdemeanor in Texas of 180 days. California is the same. I just think he wants to move on. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty certain that the sheriff's department had, the LA County Sheriff who investigated this, pretty much left it at the DA and the DA is not going to do anything about it. So Jeff Woodworth, what about the Padres player in the Texas MLB holding him accountable? They're not, they're not. Cause he's now a former player, but they're one of the, and again, I'm not going to bring the guy out. One of the, one of these guys, um, one of the other Padre pitchers is still active in, in the major leagues. And I cannot believe that, that, that they didn't say anything to him. I, like, I just can't. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe it. it. It is so shocking to me that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't do that. Uh, all right. Let's see. Um, can Casey Anthony for $5 jag off of the weekend, Joe LaCava at the Ryder cup. Hmm. What a doucher, the arrogance to lip off to Rory McElroy. Let the legend line up his damn putt. Okay, here's what, and did you watch the Ryder Cup? It was amazing. My guy, Max Homa, did very well. Here's the problem. All of the fans went with a fake story about the U.S. team and Cantley. And it was said that Cantley didn't want to wear a hat because he wasn't being paid to be on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah. Which is which is simply not the truth. Right. As it turns out, what what the pay dispute was about that's now been confirmed was the Netflix series about golf. And Cantley and Xander Shoffley did not want to take part in the um, in the Netflix series because they weren't going to be compensated. So they said, we're not going to take part in the Netflix series. So subsequent to that, the entire U.S. team was forced to vote and they voted unanimously not to take part in the Netflix series. You know why they were forced to vote? Because the U.S. Golf Association told Cantley and Shoffley, if you do not take part in the Netflix series, you're off the team. When did they tell him that? Oh, last week when they got to Rome. And 
the U.S. team voted and unanimously said, hey, we're not going to we're not going to do this. We're not going to do it. And I think it was exactly the right thing to do. And this the European media, this is on them. Because no matter what you think of Cantley, and I'm trying to find his score and I can't find it, but no matter what you think of Cantley, and he is kind of a dick, right? He is he is that guy that very arrogant. He we have a drop where Brooks Kepka is talking about um, Patrick Cantley's pace of play, mm-hmm. and Patrick Cantley was going so slow and routinely does it. And it almost admittedly to mess with the player behind him to give himself an advantage that Brooks Kepka was asked, how do you fix that pace of play issue? Honestly, I'd start stroking guys. And his answer was that you should start stroking guys, which means penalize them strokes. You got to get stroked. Because he was playing so slowly. But this idea that Patrick Cantley wasn't wearing a hat to protest compensation over the event is wrong. And so the European fans started picking on him and chirping at him loudly to the point where it was it was a distraction. So on the 18th green, Rory McIlroy was trying to putt. They had Cantley had just made a huge putt, and he's an excellent putter. He had made this huge putt. And so his caddy was waving his hat at the stands because all the fans had been waving their hats at Cantley to taunt him. And Rory McIlroy got upset about that. He said it was distracting him. You're standing in my line waving your hat. And it spilled out into the parking area, and it was a whole thing. And so half the U.S. team on Sunday didn't wear a hat to support Patrick Cantley. So yeah, the Ryder Cup was awesome this weekend. I agreed. To see it. Totally. I thought it was spectacular. Uh, best drink ever. Take a watermelon buckshot and add it to a large glass of sweet tea. It's amazing. Ooh. I'm for real. I did not I did not realize that you were putting your buckshot in sweet tea. That's awesome. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um JK Marshall, I think Cantley is okay. He's just kind of a red ass. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. Casey Anthony for two dollars. A caddy should never interfere with another player. It wasn't Joe LaCava wasn't necessarily interfering with the other player. The problem was the fans. And Rory had nothing to do with it, admittedly. But Rory was happy, was in that same group. And the European, like John Rahm was whooping up the fans, and it was a whole thing. These guys all play together yes. on the tour. Yes. So they all know each other. There's no, like, this wasn't the first time they've ever met. Like, dude, everybody knows everybody here. The golf world is small, right, when it comes to Tiny. playing on the tour. So... So, you know, when it, this, the Ryder Cup went sideways as soon as Wyndham Clark decided to run his mouth before the event started. Yes, it did. Once you do that, it's over. You, you're not going, you are, the U.S. is notorious for playing like crap when the Ryder Cup is in Europe, not at home. So It's, a, it's impossible to win the Ryder Cup on the road. It's really difficult. But again, back to Joe LaCava, I don't believe what he did was in any way wrong. I think when your fans, and European fans are very different than North American fans, European fans are loud, boisterous, obnoxious, and the things they say, you think you think things are bad here? The things European fans say are, it's heinous. The stuff that was being yelled at Patrick Cantley was not funny. It was not, 
It was not funny. And I think what Joe LaCava did was 100% fine. And Rory McIlroy, I love Rory. He's one of my favorite athletes in the world. I love the guy. But he handled this really poorly in front of cameras, and it was to prove a point. And that's the other thing I think you have to remember. There was a reason Rory McIlroy broke down crying, and it's because he was really bad two years ago. This tournament was his entire existence. His whole goal was to win this thing. So him being fired up in front of cameras was not accidental. Yeah. By the way, when's the other time you've seen him fired up in front of cameras? You Never. This was intentional. John Rahm being a Jag was intentional. They were very much, they did what they knew the group of American golfers that were here, and they went after him. They went after him. And if anybody wants to explain to me how you don't make Tommy Fleetwood hit that last putt, was a three-foot putt, make him putt that putt. Because he's a guy that's known to miss putts. But they didn't. They rolled over, and the, and the Ryder Cup came to an end. So, does Jordan Spieth ever get another Ryder Cup invite? Yeah, that's going to be tough to say yes to. Because mm-hmm. Justin Thomas was very good. Max Homa was very good. Brooks Kupka was pretty good. Jordan Spieth was not very good at all. Yeah. He not very good at all. That, But that's just me. Joseph uh, Harper. Whoa, comment dump. Uh, they asked Cantley why no hat. He said the hat didn't fit right. The hats that they... And Cantley's a Nike guy. Nike makes him hats, as we know. Cantley's got a particularly, he wears a seven and three quarter hat. I'm a guy that wears a size eight hat. Trust me. Can you measure it? I wear one kind of hat. It's a new era 5950, or I don't wear a hat. Because when you you wear, and being honest with you, the, the gear that they gave to the U.S. Ryder Cup team, it's not good gear. The hats are snapbacks. There's one that's got a rope around it. Like it, they're just not high yeah. the highest quality hat. They are uncomfortable, and snapbacks for people that wear seven and three quarters are very hard to find. And especially for pro golfers who wear high end equipment all year long. That's made specifically for their body. I, I it like it's it's uncomfortable. Jeff Woodworth, hats. We're arguing over hats. But Precisely. when it's the Ryder Cup, this is what you see because it means everything to them. Yeah. It's the only thing that matters. Uh, Dakota says American golfers are clearly all cattle and no hat. Dude, they got pushed around. Yeah, dude. They got pushed around. And, and I have no idea why Zach Johnson is the captain of this team. Well, I that'll never happen it. again. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, the leadership was, in my opinion, poor. Uh, and I don't know why Tiger Woods is not the captain of this damn team because the guy can't. Oh, really he will play. be in the future. Oh, I, I that that might be. Fred true. Couples should have been the guy here. Fred Couples should have been the guy. Uh, Casey got away with it. Says Monty with the massive melon. Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America, says I'm a seven and five ace hat guy. I'm an eight. Is what it is. Uh, Raider Mark says Rory R O A R Y. Mm-hmm. Lewis, what's up, my guy Capazzo? Uh, <clears throat> good hell, Monty. That is one big head. That's what she said. Scock. Dude, you, you know how difficult it is for me to find hats? I'm looking for a Chicago Bears hat, a specific one. Can't find it. Because I go, I when I find a hat that's comfortable, I ride that hat. Like, I wear it. I have a, a blue, a navy blue Bears hat with a script orange B on it that is so comfortable. But now it's got sweat stains on it and... 
I, I never play well. I have an orange Bears hat with a script blue bee on it. Never play well when I wear that hat. Yeah, neither is Justin Fields. Thank you. Thank you. You're not very friendly. <laughs> uh, Jeff Woodworth, big hat equals big head. Yes, it does. And a big head means you wear big socks. Uh, salty drunk, stop crying, USA. USA was not crying. I don't even disagree that Team USA was soft this year. I, I mean, and by the way, while we're talking about Team USA, uh, Salty, uh, yeah, did you see what Kevin Durant said uh, today in media day? Oh, yeah, he's playing in the Olympics. So, hope Team Australia is bringing their best players. Kawhi Leonard said, I, I'm playing. I am playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're ready. Jim Choi, Cantlay and Scheffler going to live soon. Well, I don't think anybody's going to live soon because... One, you got to figure out what's going on with living the PGA merger, if it's going to happen, how it's it's going to happen. Um, but two, look how many guys didn't play on the Ryder Cup team. Because of that. And I, I think that was a real shot over the bow. I do. Snapbacks in general are blah. Yes, they are, OG yeah. Gary. Thank you. Mike Smith. Guys, 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 guys. What the heck are we doing here? This is College Football Expansion Show. Why are we spending so much time on golf and golf hats? Sarcasm off. Thank you. All right. Let's get to our prize picks because tonight's a big one. Seahawks at the Giants. 8-15 on ESPN and ABC. I got I, – I feel – see, don't. I don't want to say – Don't. I'm going to lose tonight. How about that? Here are my prize um. picks. So the way prize picks works, you guys, super easy. So you download, go in the description below. In the description here on YouTube or this podcast, click the link and it'll download right to your phone. And then the promo code Monty will already be embedded. And what that means is that you get 100% deposit matching from prize picks. And the proposition is always more or less. That's the question you have to answer on every selection. So DK Metcalf, 33 and a half receiving yards in the first half against the Jints. I picked more than 33 and a half receiving yards. Daniel Jones going against the one of the worst passing defenses in the National Football League. Because it's garbage. 230 yards total tonight. More or less. I picked more. Bobby Wagner. Uh, linebacker, Seattle Seahawks. Seven and a half tackles and assisted tackles. More or less. I took more. I'm the real. Jason Pinnock. Now he averages eight tackles a game going against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to say more than five tackles and assists. Ain't ducking, no smoke. And then this is the one that, that is terrifying to me. Darius Slayton, <coughs> UMFer, New York Giants wide receiver, who is a receiver of footballs. Uh, 40 and a half receiving yards total. I took more. Hey, look here, man. Damn. You better hope he gets a bomb. If all five of those hit, I get $250. Pimp juice. Pimp now, juice. After this weekend of golf where... for Now, I should also say, shout out to my guy Darren at Canyons Golf. Because finally, finally, after many, many weeks of consternation... Yeah. <laughs> God... <laughs> Consternation and pain. Uh, or excuse me, prize picks. Um, Darren Ingram up at Canyons, a teaching professional, my guy. 
The changes are finally starting to set in. I'm starting to figure it out a little bit. When is parade? Soon. I'm going to be in the Ryder Cup in two years. When is parade? I mean, I'm amazing. Uh, I've played my first round under par this weekend. Yes! Now, granted, it was it was nine holes, par 33, shot a 31, chipped really well, actually putted pretty well. I had a chip hit the hole and bounce out. It's coming along. The driver, <laughs> dude. Okay, real quick story, and then we'll get to Jake's prize. <laughs> I go to the driving range, and I spend pretty we. much, <clears throat> we, <throat> we, went to the driving range. I spent 40 minutes hitting my driver. Right up the middle. Right up the middle. Right up the middle. 280. Like, and all the chicks are standing around. Stay hard. Right? Like, everybody's watching me like, God damn, look at the that cat. boy. Yeah, Corvette, like. You know, like V12 engine, just cock. driving balls off the, the freaking yeah, face of the earth. Balls. Yeah, First tee, grounded the thing, grounded my driver, pulled the ball left into the water. Because it's garbage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Makes me want to puke. We'll re-hit that one. Yeah. Ball on the tee. I don't really get it. Now, the good news is after that slice, pulled out an eight iron, dropped it within five feet of the hole. Macaque. <laughs> Stay hard. And parred that hole, went on the next hole, hit a drive. And I don't drive greens regularly, but I drove this green over. Landed about three feet over the green, chipped onto the green, putted in birdie. It's what I do. It's what I do. Yeah. All right, Jake on prize picks today. What do you got? Uh, it's a little small, and uh, you go ahead. And well, that's I've heard that know. about you. It's yeah, a little, it's, it's a little over small. Here. I can't exactly. Uh, Daniel things. Jones and Tyler Lockett combined. Uh, they need one touchdown. How do you feel about that? I like that one a lot. So Jake took more. Jason Myers and Graham Gano kickers. One field goal. Is that in the first half? First quarter. I think. Okay. No, I think that's the whole game. Uh, Bobby Wagner, seven and a half tackles. You took more. Mm -hmm. Jason Pinnock, five tackles. You took more. Mm -hmm. And then Jamie Gillen, the punter for the Gents, four and a, four and a half punch. You took less. Yeah, so he, My averages, guy. he averages three punts a game. Okay. And four and a half felt a little aggressive. I'm down for this. Especially at home for the Giants. I'm telling this is what prize picks is all about, you guys. By the way, uh, yeah, five picks. If I hit on all five, I win 300 bucks. Let's go. So is that Jason Myers, Graham Gano for the game or the quarter? The oh, quarter. first quarter. First I quarter. See NFL, NFL first quarter, yeah. There it is. So all I need him to do, all I need Daniel Jones to do, and it's quite simple, <laughs> drive it down to the field to about a 35. And then look, become the quarterback yeah, we know you are. Look like an idiot. Deuce. Throw it away. <laughs> bring the kicker out. Little chip shot, and we're good to go. This is not hard. Uh, this is not difficult. Yeah, uh, that not, that's the one I'd be worried about. Yeah, that's the one I'd be worried about. So let's see. Uh, let's go, uh, Jansen. My five man is so good, but giving me so much anxiety. What's your five man, Jansen? Yeah, what do you got? Um, Mike Smith, West Virginia won the game. I went outside for a, vic a victory. A victory piss. Moon was really bright. <laughs> All is right with the world. 
<laughs> now I should be careful about I love this conversation, that, dude. Is there anything more freeing than peeing outdoors? Uh no, no, there's not. Oh, just saying. No, there really is not. Um, if you take the high road, do not get pulled over. Let's see what he did there. Uh, to Todd Father, DK Metcalf is 68 and a half receiving yards now on prize picks. Jealous uh, how you hit that one. Yeah, that's what they all say, dude. <sighs> Ask your mom. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think I've hit it every time. I mean, I I'm almost to. like Notre Dame. So. I'm sorry I had to. Yeah, dude. I mean, you, you, you leave it, you tee it up like that. Now, what do you expect us to do? But the, the, the thing that I would caution you about is some of these games. Mm hmm. I'm just DK Metcalf should dominate against New York. 100%. And a lot of times it just does not go the way you think it's going to go. Well, the question for DK in most of these games is how much are they going to bracket him? That's how right. much are they going to double cover him and just That's take right. him away? And and I think you know the thing when you have what what was your what did you get for DK again? What was your more or less for this? Uh in the first uh and notice I titled this graphic is Tim loses on prize picks again. <laughs> Uh, first, uh, first half tonight, NFL first half, 33 and a half yards. So the way I do prize picks, and I'm not saying it's the right way, right? Cause clearly I'm no expert, but the way I try you to win use more prize than picks, I do. Yeah. I look at, so I'll go like for DK, right? I'll go to the ESPN.com, Seattle Seahawks team stats. Just go to team stats for DK. Let's go to receiving. He's got, he's in three games, 15 receptions, 19 targets, right? Of those 15 receptions, he's got 234 yards. 234 divided by 15. Uh, let's see. 234 divided by 15 is 15. So you're, you're telling me that a game, right, or per catch, he's getting 15 yards. So yeah. really, all he's got to do here is essentially get three receptions, and you had that in the first half? Yeah. Three receptions in the first half. Okay. Oh, here's Jansen's picks. Okay. He's got Geno Smith more than 250 and a half yards. Okay, let's see how do we, let's see how we oh, feel about Daniel that. Daniel Jones less than 230. Wait, what, you, wait, what does he have Geno? What does he? He's have got Geno at more than 250 and a half. You understand that the Seattle Seahawks, dude, are one of the worst passing defenses in the national flipping football. Geno Smith is averaging two four, 245 yards a game through the air. So. I'm just telling you, I, I'm just. And he averages seven yards in attempt, so you're going to need 250 divided by seven. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to throw the ball 35 times tonight for you to win. I have a hard time seeing that, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong, dude. I hope I'm wrong, but I have a hard time seeing that. Like I, I just look at the the defensive numbers. The Seattle Seahawks are bad against the pass, dude. And it's it's what it's what terrifies me about I was gonna take Geno Smith tonight. Mm -hmm. And I the Sea Chickens defensively are not they're not good, man. Like I'm just looking at their their rankings and they're 29th against the pass. So here's the problem on that. What did what does he have? 35 attempts tonight, or 250 and a half for Geno Smith. So you need him to throw the ball 35 times, and right now he's averaging 31 attempts a game. So while four more attempts might seem like not a big number, depending on how this game goes, it could be a big number. Because let's say that let's say that the Seahawks get out to an early lead. Let's say it's 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. 
they're not going to throw it as much. They're going to run the ball. But again, worst NFL pass defenses this year. Number one. Oh, that'd be the Seattle Seahawks, 328 yards, <coughs> five touchdowns and interception. They're giving up 66% completions. Yeah. Daniel Jones is a guy you want to be looking at. The only thing, and I think you're exactly right, Jake. The only thing that gives you hope for Geno is I think that the Seahawks are going to be trailing in this game. Yeah. So he's got Daniel Jones less than 230 and a half. Okay. Jackson Smith in Jigba, 28 and a half uh, receiving yards. He's got more. Okay. That should be fine. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 14 uh, and a half rushing attempts. More. Uh, that's going to be tight, my man. I looked at that one. And then Tyler Lockett, four and a half receptions. You should be fine. I think the ones you're in trouble with are Kenneth Walker and Geno Smith. Kenneth well, Walker, and you took less than 230 and a half passing yards on, on Daniel Jones. Kenneth Walker is averaging 15 carries a game. Right on that line, man. Oh, that's going to be tough. That is going to be tough, dude. The The value in this game is tackles for Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. That's the value in this one on prize picks because yes. these two individuals are averaging about 12 tackles a game apiece, and you could get the line. I don't know what it's at now. They probably changed it. But when we got the line, we got it at seven for the game. So that's pretty much a gimme. <laughs> Field crew dirt Dr. Cheese. Piss missiles on the driving range lead to uh, dick-high worm burners. <laughs> Snap hooks and shanks on the course. I the, the golf lessons I've been taking from Darren Ingram, it – he changed my swing pretty much completely. It was so hard. The first 10 rounds I played after that, I play a lot of golf. I'm an addict. Um, I'm I'm about to pay $200 a round. You guys need more donation, but please, more more paid comment. I, it's $200 a round to play in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. Um Casey Anthony, a caddy should never interfere with another player for $2. I don't think he was, though. Uh, Casey also says the European fans put us to shame. They were singing two hours before tee off. Rome showed up and raised the bar very high. Very, very high. Those fans are. And I've been to European soccer matches multiple times. The fans are so much more passionate in Europe. Um, let's see. Who else? I know I'm not reading enough. So, OG Gary, I'm going to need Dan to struggle and score less than 25 fantasy points. That Seattle defense is bad against the pass. Daniel Jones, this could be one of the only matchups. Uh, <coughs> Boss Frog, I was already thinking about the heat I was going to take from you Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, from Mike Smith. Are we? Boss, we got to get together, man. We got to go to Bob's, dude. Let's go. Mike Smith, Sonny was pissed at the refs, knew he was about to get a flag. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. What type of driver are you using? Come on, guy. Come There's on. only one. I am a PXG guy through and through. I hand my PXG driver to everybody when we play, and you just watch them. They're, they swing the club and their jaws drop because the ball just goes. And the PXG golf ball is the – and I'm a Pro V1 guy. I am a Pro V1 guy. The PXG golf ball is undefeated. Mm -hmm. I am a I am a an absolute PXG golf ball guy now. Forget it. It's over. And I can tell you, having owned 
I used to be wholeheartedly Callaway. And then I switched to ping and became a ping guy. Then I didn't play golf for right, this. I haven't ever played this much golf that I play now. But I probably hadn't been a regular golfer since before I moved to Phoenix all those years ago. I picked up PXGs and they're the best clubs I've ever played. And like, I'm telling you, you hit, you know, the best club in the bag there, the 50 degree wedge, their wedges are unbelievable. They, you can drop a, a golf ball on top of a hole with their wedges. I had a, um, Volky 52 degree wedge that I swore by. Then when I say swore by, I could, I swore a lot cause I couldn't hit it well. <laughs> I went and got fit at PXG for a full bag. And the the they call them sugar daddy wedges. You'll put those wedges on top of the hole. Yesterday, as bear witness, mm -hmm. probably a 50-yard wedge. And I think I hit a 54. Flight, bounce, into the hole, out of the hole, birdie at that hole. Yeah. And it's only because I'm hitting the I'm I'm routinely now with my swing changes. I'm routinely hitting the ball 300 yards off the tee with accuracy. The miss, the radius is much tighter. I'm not hitting these high spinners anymore. So I'm driving the ball further. The the wedges from PXG, the golf ball. You combine all these things. That PXG golf ball, I just have more control over it. Mm -hmm. The Pro V1, yes, it goes, but you can't control it. The PXG ball is going further than I've ever hit it, and I have more control, especially around the greens. Yeah, there's there's no better shot, in my opinion, in golf than the 50 to anywhere between 50 and under 100 yards with a wedge. I mean, you had that one. I had that one on 18 from probably 80. Yes. That I full swung a 56. I mean, probably four feet, you know? Like, and just with control. I if if you want to get better at golf, don't and just go play a little bit and really focus on on your second and third shot. That 100 yards and in. I don't hit a lot of 4 5 6 iron. I hit I hit especially on the longer courses, I hit driver and I hit 8 9 wedges. Yeah. That's it. Eight iron, nine iron, and my wedges. Yeah, a lot of the holes become the same. It's just the angles, right? Because ultimately, once you figure out the driver, or even on even on shorter par fours, like 280-yard par four, where maybe you're scared to use the drive. Not scared, but just like the driver's risky because you may overhit, and you swing your three or four wood. Even then, you're in the same position. Okay, got 70 yards here. Need to put this ball close to the hole to have a chance to birdie it, especially... When you play courses like Canyons Golf, that's our home course. You know, we play there every single weekend. The greens at Canyons are a little bit more difficult. They have more, more tight rolls fairways. in them, tight fairways. Like, you got to be more disciplined. But I hit a P my PXG forward on what I call the gondola hole, which I think is 14, 13 or 14. Um, I hit that thing about 230. I took a, I took a bunch of gas off of it. Um, cause I didn't want to hit a, a rescue into this. So you're on, I was on top of a hill and on an elevation and it goes down. So I landed on top of this hill and I probably half three quarters swung a, a four wood and landed it right on the edge of the green. And I'm just, 
PXG is the way to go, man. It's not close. I've never owned a better set of clubs. You guys probably don't care at this point. Uh, the Todd Father, 56 beryllium copper, 60 gunmetal. Love my wedges. Yeah. Do it. Uh, damn, tuned into Wedge Talk. Yes, you did, Chuck B. Uh, salty Trunk, I like to refer to Monty as Timmy Tiger these days. <laughs> dude, I'm, I am, my wife is like, dude, are we really going to pay 200 bucks for a round of golf? You got to get stroked. I don't know if I want to pay 200 bucks for a round of golf. That's terrifying to me. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I don't. <laughs> Woo! Bless hey you, sir. Thank you. I don't play par fours under 345. What do you mean by that? Everybody plays par fours. It's just hole dependent. I mean, there are par fours that are 290, 300. Yep. Capazzo, I use whatever golf ball is cheapest. When you're shooting them at 100, 200 yards, the cost is king because you can't use them more than twice if you can find them after. Well, no doubt. You know how much money I put into golf balls? A lot. <laughs> and it's getting less now. Uh, Mike, a lot. Mike, Mike Smith, stiffer shaft was a good grip. Makes you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. We are talking about golf, right? Casey Anthony, the seven wood is my favorite club. So versatile. T fairway rough. Okay. Uh, Chuck B, 50, 54, then 58. My wedges right now are 50, 54, 60. I just hit the ball. I'm a big dude. I hit the ball far. I hit it a mile. So I have an advantage over most people in that I can overhit an angle. So if I'm playing a dog leg right, I can shoot right over the corner. I can drive the ball right over the corner. So I have a big advantage. It, like a 58. Like he, Jake uses a 56. I don't need a 56 because I can generally hit my 54 as far as he can hit his 56. The difference is, you know what club I don't hit well? My pitching wedge. I don't hit my pitching wedge well at all. And it's, it's something I need to work on, no doubt about it. Uh, Tyler Bell, I'm a big BYU fan. Slovis and Roberts both admitted the TD wasn't, pass was an accident. I wouldn't use it as evidence that Slovis is great. But here's the thing I would say. If you get sacked there, what's the end result of that? Think that through. In that situation. Then, there are no accidents in football. No. So he makes a play to get away from the linebacker slides his feet and you know why I think that throw was so incredibly important the footwork and the arm angle were there if his he's throwing it would have been easy to just throw a lame duck up in the air yeah he didn't do that just fling it he set his feet and he let go of a really good pass that could have been caught by either BYU receiver in that area but he put it in a place where Roberts was able to catch it and keep going that's why it was a touchdown so sure, was it? Is it was that the intended outcome? Is that how they drew it up on paper? It's certainly not. But how much? How many teams have off script success at both the college and NFL level? I mean, hell, I can make a case that off script success is what defines a team. Your ability, dude, Timmy at UCF, your ability to run around and and make something of it is what defines your ability to win games. So they can joke around, and and I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm not saying they're lying or anything, but the reality is you made the play. Yeah. So accident or not, they made the play. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Salty drunk, are you still stepping off your drives, Monty? I'm not, actually. No, it's much less now. 
And Much less. The reason is because the footwork, the the address is better. The setup is better. Um, you know, like one of the things I used to do, it's called a chicken wing, where you pull this elbow, your front elbow in, you swing, and you kind of. Now the ball is further up in my stance, so I get far more extension out in front. So it's it's very difficult to step off when you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary, 485260, uh, 485256 for me. The 60 is becoming a, a much more valuable tool in the bag now. It is really, ooh, it is really good. Speaking of which, I got a brand new bag over the weekend. Mm-hmm. A, a nice. PXG Deluxe Cart Bag. Thank you very much. Jeff Woodworth, 56 from the sand by the green. Yeah, I have more success with the 56 out of the sand than I do the 60. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, Jansen, when I get the money, I'm going to need a whole list of what clubs to get. I use my grandpa's old ones because he just got brand new ones. Got to get fitted. Yeah, that's that's the thing. The fitting will help you figure out what, what you need and what you don't based on your natural swing. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, son asked me when he should use his three iron. I told him only if someone's breaking into your car. I can't imagine a need for a three iron. Yeah, I mean, it, it, when you're playing well, you, you really, honestly, and, and especially for those of you who are playing a lot, Dude, you should be able to you should be able to be nine iron and in if you're playing well. Like there are very few times I you know, eight, I guess sometimes, but if you're playing well, like if you're driving it well, you really shouldn't be more than 130, 140. And we've played a couple of nearly six hundred yard holes. Yeah. That's when your hybrid rescue comes in. Mm-hmm. But I hit my my forewood so well. I can hit my forewood regularly 250. And when I get it, 270, 280. There's not a lot of need for me to hit low irons. Yeah. I uh, Though yesterday, man, it was windy yesterday. I hit a six. I had a six with some good accuracy. Yesterday, yesterday. was one of the first times we've really played in heavy wind. And it was really interesting to watch the ball's behavior based on what you hit like yeah like it seems obvious now looking back right but when you haven't played in the wind before you start to figure these things out like hitting the six through the wind was no problem like i hit the eight he hit the six like just hit right through the wind no problem yeah but you hit that wedge and all of a sudden you got problems yep um we're really talking golf on the show today yeah uh the todd father a three iron struck well is low controlled for me anyways but i know a lot of people can't hit them it's I've learned it's it's all technique, man. It, it is. It's so funny taking lessons. And again, if you're in Utah, Darren Ingram, Canyons Golf, best instructor I've ever worked with. Um, taking the stress and tension out of your your hands, wrists, and arms, game changer for me. Game changer. And now the ball just goes so much further. I I can't imagine ever needing a three iron. Yeah, unless and, you want to hit it off the tee, just generally speaking. And I'm I'm spoiled. Admittedly, I'm spoiled. But it's because I can hit my four longer than anybody can hit a three. I mean, it. it I just, I'm able to out-hit a lot of clubs. So if you're going to play, uh, if you're going to, we play with people who need, who, who need three wood at 200 yards. That's never going to be me. Yeah. Be, it, hopefully. It's never going to be me because I just if I'm hitting a three wood at two hundred yards, I'm probably hitting a seven iron. Depends on the 
the hill. The condition, the slope, like, yeah. you know, where the flag is on the green. Like, I, it just, it just really, it really That's just depends. I love depends. golf, though. There's so many factors to play in every shot. OG Gary, I love my 300 as well, especially off the tee. I rarely use my wood. Hit my three. Uh, they're nice and tight, too. Yeah, see, and that's the preference thing, too. A lot of people prefer long irons over the wood. And you that's, do there's not. not, I don't. JK, JK says, I use my one, two, and three quite often. No lie. Are you serious? I couldn't imagine that. I could not imagine that. Uh, Chuck B, three iron off the tee when laying up to avoid uh, Arroyo, 200 yards plus longer par threes. Longer par threes are a menace. Longer par threes are a menace. 200 yard par threes. Tough, bro. It is very difficult. That is one of the more difficult holes in golf. Uh, the two to five iron are mostly handy to keep you keep you uh, keep with you to throw when you are mad, so you don't f up ones of your useful clubs. I've stopped. I've occasionally pitched a club here and there. <laughs> Everybody does. I've yeah. I you know. Boyd Lake, Keaton Boyd Lake. I'm so proud. That's your yeah. That's right. You named your grandson, or your grandson was named after Keaton Slovis. Uh, I want a two iron. I don't Tanner Plummer. I was thinking naming my son Carson after Carson. <laughs> Tanner, dude, what are you doing? What, 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 what happened? Donovan wasn't available. Tanner. <coughs> don't do it. <coughs> um, you can't do that back East grass is higher out West. You can go with, uh, more. You can. Uh, Jeff Woodward, three iron from bump and run out of the woods. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. If you have the skill set to do that, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think that's I think that's amazing. So not even God can hit a one iron. I don't even want to try and hit a one iron. Oh, dear. Oh, my. I don't. Uh, J.K. Marshall, yes. Ping one, two, and three straighter than my driver three would. Really? That is yeah, it's wild. It's all about the swing, dude. Giggity, why not Donovan? See? You brought this on yourself, Tanner. Yeah, dude. Damn Eagles fan, exactly right. Uh, Salamini, I use my 1980 uh, persimmon vintage clubs with the matching leather bag. You do not. Stop it. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Carson was a big reason Philly won the Super Bowl in 2017. What happened? Uh, Big D Nick wasn't available? No, I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this game with you, sir. It became personal with me. We're not doing this. No. No, we're not. Uh, and Donuts, my secret wintertime course. Dan Zanti Bay, Loretto, Baja, sir. Ooh, Baja, sir. Jansen, my drive and puck game is absurdly good for someone like me who doesn't get to golf all the time. But when I'm in the fairway, I either hit the ball good or dunk it in the water. No in between. <laughs> well, but what was your problem with irons? Jake used to, like dig 12 foot deep divots with his iron yeah dude i was a freaking d10 dozer but now you work through it mm. now you work through it i always shank my wood regularly yeah you know shanking your wood is really one of those deals that uh you know every guy goes through in life you know shank your wood yeah see what he did there shank your wood hour number three of the monty show flying by today by the way hour number three of the monty show presented by tridaytrading.com TridayTrading.com. Mrs. Monty is in the program at TridayTrading.com. And you guys, I appreciate everybody that sends me their messages about how great the program is. And I'm telling you now that after you hit the like button and hit subscribe on the show, um, I'm telling you now, you guys, 
Tri-day trading is absolutely the lifestyle that you've been looking for. If you're somebody that, hey, you know, the, one of the guys that recently joined Tri-day trading from the, the show was saying, hey, I, I was stuck in a family business. I never thought I was going to get out. I didn't want to do what my parents have done. Tridaytrading.com. And he was able to do it because he spent the $10 charitable donation to get the 30-day trial membership. That's the key to it. They know they don't have to convince you because once you sign up for the 30-day trial membership that costs you $10 and it goes to charity, once you sign up for that, you get assigned a day trading coach who's going to walk you through the program. He's going to work with you step-by-step. You're going to see the education, the systems, the processes, the algorithms. They're going to teach you how to make a ton of money day trading. Their graduates who trade on a full-time basis make $1,000 a day. They're part-time traders, people who graduate their program and day trade part-time while they, they work their full-time job, so it's a side hustle. They make three to $500 a day. It's everything you've ever wanted, but you have to go and do it. Stop making excuses about your life. It's not your boss's fault. It's not the fact that you're now back in the office, you have to commute. It's not the fact that you're stuck in your family business or you hate your job or you're in credit card debt. Those are all reasons, not excuses, right? Go and do it. It'll change your life. And if you can't spend $10 to see what the rest of your life could look like, you probably don't want it that bad. You don't. If you don't want a $10 tax write-off to see the rest of your life, you don't want it that bad. But when you're ready, go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the 30-day $10 trial membership. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And at the end of that 30 days, if it's not for you, hey, man, let's move on with our lives. It's not for you, and that's fine because there's no commitment other than that $10. And I'm telling you, nobody ever gets out. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty, the biggest stories in sports today. I don't think there's any doubt this weekend in the Big 12 was transformative. Um, the Longhorns dominating Kansas, Texas, is now set up for a head-on collision um, in the Red River rivalry against Oklahoma this weekend. I think it is one of the most important Red River shootouts in the history of the Big 12. I think it is one of the biggest games in the history of the Big 12. And you may think, oh, Monty's just bloviating again. Well, let's be frank about it. What's on the line for Texas this weekend? A bid for the national championship. That's what's on the line. Nothing, nothing short of that. If Texas wins this game, it's downhill to the Big 12 championship in Tarrant County. Boy. Straight downhill. It is straight downhill to the college football playoff. It is as simple as beat Oklahoma and your chances to see Quinn Ewers in New York at the Heisman Trophy ceremony skyrocket. You beat the Oklahoma Sooners in the Red River rivalry game. It's within sight. You can almost touch it and feel it. The Big 12 championship game, the college football playoff. That's all on the line for Texas this weekend. And you know how you know Texas is engaged? They just beat the hell out of Kansas. Y'all feel me? And as big as that score was, it wasn't big enough. They were that much better than Kansas. That game was never in doubt. They beat the hell out of Kansas this weekend. Jalen Daniels or not, they beat the hell out of Kansas this weekend. And now it's on. And you want to know what else is on the line? Brent Venables is on the line. Is this program legit? Has he truly rebuilt it? Is Oklahoma back? 
That's on the line this weekend. And frankly, I'm here for it. These are the games that we are college football fans for. When you get Texas and Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl, and you start to understand that the magnitude of this game is not conference championship, but national championship, I don't know what more you could ask for. Yeah, and I think that, you know, Texas is that brand that, you know, everybody wants to be good. And if you don't want them to be good, you still are watching their game. And and that's the genius of brands like Texas and SC and, you know, all the top top tier programs. And I think that, you know, Texas, when they're good, it's good for college football. And yeah, I do think you're you're playing for a bid in the college football playoff against Oklahoma. I do think you're playing for a bid to prove a point on your way out of the Big 12. And I do think you're playing for a bid to to prove a point headed into the ACC. Because again, dude, if Texas finds a way to, let's say, beat Georgia later this year in the college football playoff, if that happens, dude, headed into the SEC, you've beaten Alabama and you've beaten Georgia? Ooh. My God. I mean, that's everything you could ask for. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. We're way ahead of that. But that's the kind of path you're talking about. That's the type of potential that this program has if they handle their business. And, yes, if you beat Oklahoma, it's downhill from here. Yes, you still have K-State and TCU and some other good programs, but you're better than them. You are better than everybody in the Big 12. But now you got to prove that. And that's what I think sark's job is that's what sark hasn't been able to do yet okay great you're undefeated so far we get it go out and handle your business don't get complacent don't get comfortable continue to execute and if they do that they're going to be in a great position yeah i love texas in this game and we'll have a full preview for you wednesday thursday friday uh but how excited are you guys for this game i mean it, it's something that i think i, I think it's something that you you wait all year for these rivalry games, and we usually don't get them till November. Well, guess what? We're getting one in October. Yeah. Early October, and the whole damn thing's on the line. And I, I think this is this is a big one. This is a big one. Uh, a real big one. Jeremy Callahan, um, Texas still has to win in Ames on November 18th, something they rarely do. <laughs> well. Um, well. See, what happened was uh, – Iowa State's very bad. <laughs> I don't know how uh, Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State. I have no idea. Texas is not losing to Iowa State. Uh, David Ute fan. Ooh. All of us have to be Frank, or can I still be David? Nah, you're going to have to be Fran. After that loss, you, you, you yeah. don't get the K at the end of Frank. You're Fran. Yeah, dude, Utah fan, uh, if you want to vent, you, you're more than welcome to because I got – I just have questions. I, I, I understand they can't talk about injuries. I get it. But I still am salty about the sales package before the season. Why was the expectation that, hey, these guys are going to be available relatively soon? Nobody was saying week one, right? No. Everyone wanted Cam to be available week one. But nobody was really saying week one. But I don't think we we thought or the general consensus was that Cam and Brant were going to be out you know, heading into the meat of Pac-12 play. Yeah. And I think that's what's frustrating for Utah fan is like, hey, man, okay, great. We're not going to talk about injuries. But how long are we going to be going on with these games with Nate Johnson? With all due respect, he's not ready. He's just simply not ready well, 
to live up to it. But the bigger part of that conversation is how long is Utah going to be mediocre at the quarterback position? Wow. And again, I go back to conversation. I go, yeah, I go back to Travis Wilson. I go back to, I mean, who's the last truly elite quarterback? The Alex Smith, the Brian Johnsons. Like, yeah, I think it is those guys. Because if you look down the line here, you have not had a truly dominant quarterback in a very long time at Utah, far too long. And I love Cam Rising, but the injury now has become a problem. And I think he's that guy that's a giraffe who also runs really well and is physical, but you're never going to be as physical as a downhill running linebacker or a downhill running safety in the Pac-12. You're just not. And we're learning now the hard way that this is a really physical league. And you have to be deep. And I'll be honest and say that Bryson Barnes and Nate have been very disappointing. And it's no longer a question of do you have receiver talent. They have receiver talent that's emerged. But you have an injury problem here because it wasn't even Cam being out. It was Jaquindon Jackson being out that was also part of the problem here. Yeah. Right? So you're not at full strength. But again, to answer the question directly, the quarterback problem remains a problem. The quarterback position remains a problem at Utah. Fast. And until that's addressed, we can we can have all these, you know, visions of grandeur at, about Utah running through the the Big 12 next year. It's not going to happen. Because you're not better at the quarterback spot than most teams in this league. Cuz I, I can tell you the newbies coming in, Arizona put up a hell of a fight this weekend. Arizona State, I have to think they're going to be better year on, year on, and year on. Are they now? No, they're not. Kenny Dillingham doesn't have a fighter's chance. Dilly, dilly. Now, you want to talk about Colorado? Good luck. You want to talk about, look at BYU. <clears throat> BYU, I think Keaton Slovis is doing a fine job. <laughs> I think Jaron Hall was a very good quarterback. I think I think Zach Milfson was a very good quarterback. Yeah, see what he did there, Milfson. Milfson. Donovan Smith, anybody notice what Donovan Smith did this weekend in a loss? <coughs> Looked really good, right? You're starting to understand the Big 12 is a quarterback league. It is a quarterback league, and Utah better find a quarterback because a year from now, it can't be, well, we thought Nate would develop, and that's not going to be good enough. You have to do better than that, and I think Kyle Whittingham will do better than that. I, I truly do. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to understand what is it going to take to win this Big 12 league a year from now? This league's going to be a behemoth. Yeah. There are no free passes. No. Do you think a year from now that Colorado's not going to be able to defend the middle of the field? Yeah, I would think that they're going to be able to defend because they're going to have defensive linemen and they're going to have linebackers. And yeah. my guess is my guess is they're they're the the offensive line, they're going to have four more guards that can actually play in the Big 12 next year at Colorado. Yeah. So all of that to say, Utah better figure it out at the quarterback because the defense isn't the problem. Health in the quarterback is a problem on this team right now. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I think that, you know, again, uh, I love Kyle Whittingham. I respect the man. Uh, he's done a hell of a job, and there's no way around that. But I'm – getting tired and a little burned out on we've got a great defense and the offense can't keep up. I'm a little bit tired of that right now. I'm a little bit tired of, okay, initially, a NIL, not sure. Portal, not sure. 
Not really sure if that's good. Not really sure that we're going to be doing a whole lot of that. It's wild, wild west. It's pay for play. Oh, but then everybody and their mom got on that train, and now yeah, everybody dude. and their mom's got all the talent. And clearly, on the offensive side, you're behind. Yes. And and so again, I'm hear me clearly. I'm not saying Kyle Whittingham's a bad coach because he's not. He's a damn good football coach, and I think he will represent Utah well in the Big Twelve. But the excuse of, hey, we only have a freshman as depth in the quarterback room because Bryson Barnes isn't isn't quality enough, so we had to go to Nate because he's more athletic, but he's inexperienced. That's not, in the Big 12, that's not going to be good enough. It, it is a deeper league next year. It is the best league you've played in. Next but year's you, Big 12, in my opinion, is better than anything the Pac-12 has offered. You have a West Virginia team right now that's undefeated in the conference and isn't giving up points like they're playing and I, I don't know how many people want to talk about West Virginia they're not giving up a whole hell of a lot of points I think they're one of four teams in the league that hasn't given up 100 points like I mean it is this league is very difficult right now and e e even if I if I go to the the bottom half uh, of the standings Houston's going to be better Defensively, Dana Holgerson's going to be better if he's still a motherfucking job. Scott <laughs> Satterfield just doesn't have talent right now. Yeah. He's going to be better. UCF, I think they're going to be better. But again, I look at I look at a team like Iowa State, they're gonna score points next year. They're one of the worst offenses in this league. Yeah. They're going to figure out how to score points. And my question is if you're Utah right now, and you look at this defense, you say to yourself, God damn, that is a really good defense. And that is a really mid-mediocre offense. Yes. Like, do you understand that the Utah defense has given up 59 points? They are 4-1. and one, And they have given up 59 points. And you, you lost because you've scored... 96 points. Right. Which is second to last only behind Arizona State. That's how bad Utah's offense has been. Let that sink in. The only offense in the Pac-12 worse than Utah is Arizona State. Boo! And they're worse only by a touchdown. Bro, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Yep. So, I I would tell you... You're in real trouble there. Well, this is about Cam and Brant's ability to stay healthy. The bigger picture conversation is not. It's about recruiting and being four deep at the positions that matter. It's no different than Oklahoma State. Really solid defense. Really sus offense. <laughs> right? Like, really. Pokes, at, pokes can stop you. Really sus offense. <laughs> Best Bro. thing you've said today, dude. <laughs> it, incredibly <laughs> sus offense. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah. How it, But it, like look at Nick Saban, right? See, this is my point about 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 Kyle Whittingham. Yes, it is. Nick Saban's going through quarterback issues, but what's Nick Saban done? Nick Saban has said, okay, so Jalen Milrow wasn't the guy. And then Tyler Buckner wasn't the guy. Okay. So let's bring Jalen back in because he played the best of the guys that got an opportunity. And we're gonna ride him. And we're just gonna we're gonna coach it we're gonna coach him up 
and make sure he understands. So my question is, in that area, is it is it, it does Utah just need to be better at bringing Nate along as fast as possible? Because he doesn't have a whole season to learn. He doesn't. You don't get those luxuries. There's expectations, back-to-back Rose but Bowls, the, even the, though you lost. The like, difference is. Alabama's struggling on offense, and they've scored 161 points. Mm-hmm. You've scored 96, mm-hmm. and they've played superior defensive talent. And their defense is better than your defense, statistically speaking. The difference is that you have you have far less room for error in the Pac-12. You lose one game, your season's probably over. Mm-hmm. You're playing for a December bowl bid. Nobody wants to play bowl games in December. Nobody. You you want to play into, you know, the first couple of weeks of January. And it's very difficult when you are Kyle Whittingham, you just lost at Oregon State. That's going to be really difficult for you to overcome. Number one, you don't get the respect you deserve already, and now you lost a game. Yeah. Right? Like, you look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost to Ohio State. Do you know how big that Notre Dame win at Duke was for fucking Ohio State? Excuse my French. Notre Dame, our mother. Do you know how big that win for Ohio State was? The Notre Dame win at Duke was massive for Ohio State. Massive. If Notre Dame goes on to lose three, four games, that's a bad look for Ohio State because Ohio State doesn't have a bunch of dudes on their schedule. You barely it took it took Notre Dame having ten guys on the field and frankly twice Notre Dame uh having one guy down in the most important position on the field given the situation for you to win a ball game. Real quick I need a little time to melt down on Marcus Freeman. He's no Eberflus, but he'll do. Okay. Um Marcus Freeman, <coughs> how is your defense out of position on the goal line again? Um against Duke. Um now you go on to win the game. But there's three plays in the red zone in the fourth quarter where dudes didn't know where to line up and where to be. Two of them were linebackers. One of them was a safety. Um, Marcus Freeman's embarrassing himself at Notre Dame. And you won the game, so you get a free pass on that. But at some point, somebody might want to tell Marcus Freeman, hey, we're not preparing well enough on defense. I want more. We're not practicing goal line in two-minute defense. You know. Our offense is fine. We have a general at quarterback. Might want to stop some MFers at the goal line. Like, what are we doing? You can't have reds. You're, when your feet are in your own end zone, you can't have guys running around trying to figure out where they're supposed to line up. And you had three guys moving when Duke snapped the ball. Come on now. Be better than that. Be better than that. And, and I understand it's a difficult job coaching football. But maybe you just need to get a six-pack of free buckshot from buckedup.com. You know. Maybe that's how we fix Marcus Freeman's problem. Seriously. So, okay. When I, just okay. Transition and okay. stuff to free Thank buckshot you. samples, you guys. I tell you every day on the show, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off at checkout. Look what we got for you today. So many people are like, hey, samples, samples. Okay. Pimp mama, daddy, you know. Can you do Dude, Sky Monty over here on the showroom. I came through. I got you guys the hookup. In the Program. description below, there's a link where you can click to get six free buckshot samples sent right to your front door. 
Here's what I'm asking for. We need, and really what we need in the entire month is 100 people to go and get buckshot samples just for the entire month. There's 334 of you right now watching the show. In the description below, go click the link. Can we do 100 today? Let's go. It's free. It's free. Go get 100 samples right now today if 100 people. Oh, you don't tip the show because you don't want to? Go get this. It's free. Go get free samples. Six free buckshot samples sent right to your front door. We would love to do 100 of these in the month of October. Let's hook it up because I, I just can't evangelize enough for the quality of the product that is bucked up and buckshot. It is a game changer for me. I use it every single day. You guys see me take it on the show. And it's energy shots designed to help you have your best days, even when you are busy. When it's not your best day, you don't feel good. Buckshot changes that. And it's because you're using high quality, high quality ingredients that just make a great product. And what Buckshot does for you is you drink it. It's naturally derived caffeine. So you're not getting a bunch of crap that you're swallowing. You're not getting a ton of sugar that you're taking in because I think we all know you're either putting good stuff in your mouth or you're putting bad stuff in your mouth. Do with that statement as you will. You're either putting good ingredients in your system or bad ingredients. When you trust Bucked Up, you know you're getting really, really good ingredients that make a really, really good product, and they want to give it to you for free. At buckedup.com, click the link in the description below. Get yourself some free Buckshot samples. Let's do 100 for the month of October. And, hey, when we get there, let's get crazy and do 500. I don't know. Go hook it up right now. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off at checkout or just get the free buckshot samples, my friends. Yeah. Take a picture. Send it to us. Yeah. You never know. I am so excited. By the way. Oh, by the way. Mm. Our our winter promotion is mm. is around. Yes. It's around the NFL. It's, it's, it's cooking, right? Like, so we got the pot on the stove. You know, the water's boiling. Yeah. Yes. I salted the water this time. You know, the pasta's in the water, and we're almost ready to take the pasta out of the pot, man. We're almost, it's almost time. Man, I haven't had pasta in so long. Uh, you guys got to wait. Mm, I am so excited to announce our winter promotion. It is going to be amazing. We coming. Um, let's see. Boyd Lake, wait, I thought you said Bucky's. I got excited. They Bucky's. You can call them what you want, man. I sifted through all that. Big blue horses. Call Utah's offense ugly as being kind. It's like telling a girl she has a sweet personality. Utah offense is horrendous, abysmal, horrific, and disastrous okay, right now. I think that's a little obsessive. It, it, it's in but... shambles. It, it is in shambles. There's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at and you understand the difference with their defense, and you say to yourself, okay, well, what if they had a Shador Sanders-style quarterback? It's game-changer. But Kyle Whittingham, dare I say, has never had. In in the last decade, he has never had a Shador Sanders-style quarterback. And we all know why. Because Utah is not offensive, it's defensive. And they always put their best talent on defense which is why they have so many defenders in the nfl and i don't hate them for that yeah but you got to have competent offense tarrant county boy says sup fellas Sup, dude. late but present good to see you good to see you always always a pleasure to have you 
Uh, Patrick Malone, I know it's not college football related, but do you know if there's any plans for the Jazz Plus package that allows out-of-market fans? Nope. Nope. That's called nope. NBA League Pass. Nope. A lot of people have asked us about this, and we gotta, we're got we going to get to NBA here in six minutes. So we have to talk about Jimmy's main. Um, the Utah Jazz announced something called Jazz Plus, which is only for the state of Utah, a small corner of Wyoming, and a little bit of Idaho. Mm-hmm. There is only one other place you can watch Jazz games, and it's called the NBA League Pass. That's it. And if you are not in Utah, essentially, if you don't live in the state of Utah, you're not going to be able to get Jazz Plus. Nor should you be able to. Nor should you be able to. So, I think you just uh, – it's a bummer, Patrick, but I, and I appreciate where the question's coming from, no doubt. Uh, big Blue Horses, Bucky's Rule. Yeah, they do. I'm telling you, Buckshot's a game changer, man. It is just mm-hmm. so it's, – it it's an elite product, man. Yep. And I, that's why they want to give it to you for free because they know you, it's not one of those supplements you have to wait. You, you just feel more mentally – because it's caffeine and brain food. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Look at all the energy we take yeah. it. We've had, we took it two hours ago. Yep. And I, I I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Gonzalez, Ohio State game and the Duke game. How is there any win left in the sales at this point, man? Yeah. Notre Dame has competed. They compete, and Sam Hartman, that dude. I, I'm telling you now, he's the entire team. They are behind him. It is how they are ranked 10th in the country, I'll never know. Because their strength of schedule is good, not great. I mean, the Ohio State game is their whole schedule. Right. NC State changing quarterbacks is not good for Notre Dame. Um, but now you've got you've got Louisville coming up this week on the road. And then it's the entire season on October 14th. You want to talk about a team that's got that's that's got to figure out their defense? October 14th at Notre Dame Stadium, the USC Trojans come calling. And I'm telling you, and I shouldn't even say this because he'll lose his shit over it, but Jake was exactly right about this USC team. They're going to score a ton of points, and they're going to give up a ton of points. And that Colorado game was wildly entertaining. And again, for all the haters, Mm. and I know this is going to upset some people, Deion Sanders is doing an unbelievable job at Colorado. Mm -hmm. His players did not quit at all, even a little bit. And it was something to behold. To watch Shador Sanders put on that kind of performance. I I mean, to put up 371 and four touchdowns. It's outstanding. And he's doing it week in and week out. Another guy... Another guy that's going to join Quinn Ewers in New York. If he keeps, if Shador keeps balling like this, now he's got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of hits in that game that were like, good Lord. Shador Sanders is for real. And you look at some of the names that have stepped up in the absence of Travis Hunter. Yes. Hankerson was really good. I thought Dylan Edwards, I think Dylan Edwards is one of the most underrated players uh, on that in this conference. I mean, Dylan Edwards, Omarion Miller, finally. Yes. You know, Jimmy Horn is a stud. Yeah, I mean, there are guys, Michael Harrison, you know that name. Jimmy Horn, you know that name. Omarion Miller is a guy that nobody thought would was going to be anything because of all the issues he's had. He's a true freshman. 
you know, low-key cat from the Southeast. And Dion called him out publicly. Yep. And let him have it. And all of a sudden, he stepped up and said, okay, time to go. And he went blow for low, blow for blow with Taj Washington. Yeah. I thought he outplayed Brendan Rice and Mario Williams. This is my point about Colorado. We can all sit here and say that, yeah, they got they got that ass beat against uh, Oregon, and they did. But the problem for the haters and what the haters don't want to talk about yep. is that they're already a 50-point offense, dude. They're already rolling 35-plus, which they're- most teams can't even sniff. And that's the thing. If they get a defense, and it's not if, they will get a defense. Yes, they will. They are going to be a problem. Now, again, when we talk about beating the best of the best, you know, getting to the college football playoff, that's a game-by-game thing. That comes down to execution. But I'm telling you, in the Big 12, they are going to compete for that conference. I am confident in that. And I, I would also remind you that they have a primetime game this weekend at Arizona State. And there's a chance, a chance that they that they put 60 on Arizona State. Yeah, because they I, I'm, that offense at mm, that offense is good. And the other thing, real quick, not to not to exacerbate the Deion Sanders talk, mm-hmm. but while we're exacerbating, um, see what it yeah. <clears throat> they're better because of Oregon and USC. Go let that sink in. Let that get into your epidermis. They're better because they've come out of Oregon and USC. They got better because they got their ass kicked at Oregon. They got better because they didn't fold against USC after Fast. getting their ass kicked at Oregon. Did you see him dancing on anybody's logo? Did you see him talking a bunch of junk? No, you didn't. You saw him come out and play football. And in Tempe this weekend, they're going to come out, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to play football, and it's going to be a show because it's warm, and they're going to get after it. I think this is a critical game because I think it gets them to their fourth win. I think they beat Stanford for number five. I think they're going to get their asses handed to them against UCLA because UCLA's defense, oh, my Physical. God. Um. And then I think they become bull eligible against Arizona. Yeah, they're losing Oregon State, I think. Oregon State's very good. Oregon State is very good. But you'll notice that this is the one game this weekend that will not be on national TV. It's on the it's on the Pac twelve network. And you wonder you wonder if somebody options that game. I'm curious if somebody options that game. Mm-hmm. Probably not. We'll see. But you look at what's ahead. Yeah. They're going to win two in a row right here to get to five. I think they're going to beat Jed Fish because that game's at altitude. Deion's going to a bowl at Colorado. Yes. And I think it's I think it's very, very good for college football. As much as nobody will probably like that, I think it's very, very good. Totally agree. Uh, Joseph Harper ripped Tim Wakefield. Yeah. Yeah, Boston Red Sox Hall of Famer uh, Tim Wakefield, uh, dead at the age of 57. He died of cancer. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Jeremy Callahan, how do I sign up for Jazz Minus? Be nice. K. Nuren, Zach played a great game yesterday. 
Okay, I knew you were going to be here for that. Uh, Caterator, it's called VPN. Actually, it's not called. You can't VPN Jazz Plus, unfortunately. Uh, OG Gary, I'm so glad I got everyone saying Bucky's. You do. You do. Um, Surf Shark 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 VPN. It's streaming. And the issue with VPN and most streaming services have a level of encoding that makes it difficult to VPN them. So we'll see. Somebody will figure it out. I'm sure. Kevin the Destroyer, use uh, Surfshark. We'll see. We'll see. James, uh, Bucky's and Bucked Up should uh, team up so you can get beavered up. Bucky's Scock. BBQ brisket sandwiches and Bucked Up energy drinks. Sounds like a good combo to me. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Uh, Woodworth, Notre Dame at least went to 11 this game. Well. Wow. <laughs> It's always fun when you have the right amount of personnel on the field. <laughs> Tarrant County, boy. Us immaculate and locked out. Who, who cares? Who cares? Again, wolves don't concern themselves with the sheep. We don't. Uh, OG Gary, it's a fun word to use for them. Going to start saying Bucky's now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, bro, Utah loses, LSU loses, and I'm on the verge of fantasy loss. This ain't good, bro. How is LSU? <laughs> yeah. First of all, yeah, Ma- Mar- Maryland fan, Maryland fan, please stop talking. Yeah. It, no. You're not. A I top. knew today would be shitty. Yeah. And your life, you're a Maryland fan. Gary Williams is not coming <coughs> through the door. It's over. <coughs> but enjoy your little crest and stuff. That's cool. Um, how is LSU still in the top 25? They've lost two huge games. They're not a top 25 football team. Yeah. How are they still in the top 25? I don't know either. The, the, the AP poll, I mean, rectally speaking, it's a disaster. <coughs> and if anybody wants to, I, I, and you guys know this is not my, I am not a fan of this thing. Why do we need this? LSU's 23rd. Let me get this right. You're ranked 23rd LSU or LS lose. As Go some, Tigers. Go Tigers. I don't, how, man? Like, this is the thing. When I look at LSU, you're 23rd. You've lost to Florida State and you've lost to Old Miss. And you've given up exactly 100 points in those two games. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? So the two best teams you've seen scored 100 points combined on you, 45 uh, and 55. A lot. And yet you're still in the top 25. Well, it's that quality win over Grambling, Mississippi State. Who's... Bro, what are you talking about, man? 0-3 in conference. They suck. They're not good. Arkansas, 0-2 in conference. They're not good. Mm. And yet you're still... Ranked in the top 25. <coughs> Who they got next? Uh, at Missouri. Good. Auburn. Army. At Alabama. Bro, you want, you want to F around and find out? Lose to Missouri. And can we please stop trying to sell me that Florida is good. <laughs> stop. Stop it. You're, you're, you're only hurting yourself, Florida oh fan. Oh, my God, dude. You're, you're only hurting yourself. 
You're not good. You're you're not good. Why are we so scared to say Florida's not good? I don't know. They again, you've lost to Utah and Kentucky. Granted, you beat Tennessee. Okay, quality win. But you've got two losses to two of the better teams you've seen, and you just got smoked, smoked in Lexington. You got beat badly, dude. Get out of here. Huh, but we're going to rebound against Vandy. So what? My mom could beat Vandy. Anyway, probably don't care about my mom. Mm-mm. The nope. only way Florida redeems itself is that they go out and they... they. But look at... Is Georgia the best team in the country? On merit, they are. Can anyone explain to me how Michigan... Michigan. Yeah, this is the one... And, and I love it, and, and I know I should have learned my lesson by now. Brett McMurphy's quickly losing me with the Florida State take. I'm tired of all oh, Florida State's best team in the country. Okay, show me. How? Against who? Because Texas has beaten quality people, right? Georgia has their wins, and they deserve to be number one. And this is what I always say about Georgia. It's what I said about Alabama three years ago. Hey, if you're going to win natties that next season, you've earned the right to say, okay, you've played a soft schedule. Still number one in the nation. Probably shouldn't go lose. to Auburn and struggle, though. Well, hey, whatever, dude. They won the game. <laughs> On the road, SEC game, you won the game. Until you lose, you're the number one team in the country. It is what it is. Michigan should not be number two. No, Michigan should should be probably... Five. Five, yeah. East Carolina. Here's Michigan's wins. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. Rutgers and Nebraska. What are we doing? They have not played within 20 points of anybody. Because it's garbage. They're not going to play anybody until November. How? Because Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, at Penn State, November 11th. Oh, Maryland. Oh. It's a defense. Shut up. And then uh, Ohio State. And I look, I get it. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, dad bod, he's wearing khakis. Okay. You're telling me right now you can make a compelling argument that Michigan is better than Texas? How? How? Must be that Big Ten schedule they play. Oh, the grinding the grinding road schedule that Michigan's played. And I know that Michigan's face, faced an SEC defense, faced SEC talent. Oh, that's right. They have. You guys understand they finally went on the road this weekend and beat Nebraska. Mm. At Minnesota, Indiana, at Michigan State, Purdue, at Penn State. Yeah. November 11th. It's trash. There's nothing to lean on there, man. Like Ohio State. This is what I meant about Ohio State. Ohio State beat Notre Dame after beating Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky. Now they play Maryland. Maryland? Maryland fan all pissed off on Twitter. How are we not in the top 25? Know your role and shut your mouth! You're Maryland. Yeah, dude. Come on. You haven't played anybody. <laughs> Nobody. You're Mar- Like, if you're Maryland and you want to be ranked in the top 25, you better have a powerhouse that you kick the crap out of. If or I knew least- what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Right? Because Florida State struggled to beat Clemson. And now Brett McMurphy says they're the greatest team in the history of the universe. Please. Hell out of here with that. Anyway, 
But you want to talk about big? That that win for Ohio State over Notre Dame and then Notre Dame's win over Duke was massive for Ohio State. Maryland at Purdue, Penn State, October 21st. They better pound Penn State. Mm-hmm. Wisco, Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota, and then Michigan. They've got three games on their schedule of consequence. Notre Dame won. Penn State at home at Michigan. Those are the games. Because the Big Ten... Stop telling lies, friends, until until this season's over. Right now, this this conference is not deep or good. Man, they need Washington and Oregon so bad. My God. It, it's ridiculous. All right, a couple more, and then we, we got to get to the non-sports stories because I have a very important package at home. Well, my, Yeah, a package. We'll tell you about it. Yeah. Um, Did anybody see Jimmy Butler's hair? What are we doing, Jimmy? Jimmy? I th- what do you mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? I think it's beautiful. What are we doing? Look at his hair. Are you kidding me? Dude, you know what I would give to have Jimmy Butler's hair? Look at his hair. Yeah, you would too. Like, look at his hair. His hair is amazing. Now, I don't know why he's wearing it like that. Personally, I'd have it in a banana clip. You know. Right. But... His hair is unbelievable. Do you like his hair? No. I, it's not a faux hawk. It, I, he's done better. Dude, that hair is... A, the dreads are better. Okay, but that hair is amazing. Yeah, it's cool, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, okay. this is his brand. Media Day is always fun with his hair. Okay. I love it. I. I By the way, thank yes, God Chad. the NBA is back. That's Andre 3000. Yes. Uh, Mike Smith, if I had his hair, I would style it differently. <laughs> Banana clip. Waves in opposition. OG Gary, Jimmy looks like he woke up Green Day on October 1st. Yeah, and by the way, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, listen, man. If you're going to roll up to Media Day with hair and do that, shtick. Shtick. Don't jump up on the mic and talk to me about how this year's going to be different. You're going to get to the finals, and this time you're going to win. Sorry, bud. I don't believe you. Something tells me that Dame's got a point to prove with Giannis. Something tells me that Joel, without James Harden, allegedly has a point to prove. And by the way, I haven't even gotten to Drew Holiday and the damn Boston Celtics, who seemingly let us down every year. I'm. Mm, God I'm bless Chris Paul in a ugly ass Golden State Warriors uniform today. Um, Robert, Jimmy Butler looks like he's using Facebook filters, right? Uh, Lance Johnson, awkward kind of bro love, Monty. Don't care. I love his hair. I I do. Uh, Matt Ritson looks like mop heads. I still love them. AR, that's Andre 3000. It's so good. (laughs) Andre 3000 is so good. Uh, the Todd father, what are you doing, Jimmy? You're, you're like you're thirsty for yourself. Exactly. Uh, I, he's a little zesty for himself. You know, it, it just, yeah. OG Gary, uh, Jimmy looks like he rocked out uh, to fall out boy. He does. Straight oh up. my God. And it's not even the hair. You know oh what my it was? God. It was the eyebrow piercing he rolled out with too. That really did it for me. Oh my God. That that's amazing. Uh, and I mean, even more amazing is Anthony Davis saying he's going to play all 82. 
Now, oh. now, Anthony, Anthony, bro, buddy, dude, I was born at, was I born at night? Can you, was I Last born at night? night. It was last night. Okay. It was so last I night. was born at night, but it wasn't last night, okay? You're not playing all 82 games. Not a I chance. know it. You know it. Rob Palinka knows it. And most importantly, Braun in year 57 knows it, okay? You're not doing that, okay? You're not. You're going to play... 55 games, and we all know it. Just be that guy. Make your paycheck. Show up in those 55 games. Get into the playoffs, preferably not through the play-in tournament, preferably in the five seed, and go about your business. Don't talk a bunch of junk to the Nuggets. Don't talk a bunch of junk to the Western Conference champs, to the to the NBA. Like, dude, stop. Stop, bro. This is a bad look out of Anthony Davis. I, I, I just don't understand the need to be that guy right now when you haven't been good for it like shut up and be good for it that's how you do it yeah i am a uh i am a huge i'm a huge fan of oh hey anthony davis is in the best shape of his life oh it's you know what it is you know what it is it's the ben simmons can shoot three-pointers video that we oh, get every summer Lucky Rudy Gobert shooting threes oh, holy cow God, dude that team game France changer. jersey looks amazing game changer After the street clothes davis last year it was oh anthony davis is in the best he's lost a bunch of weight he ain't well he worked out. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. Zion. He, he Zion. squatted. He's got that look peach at Zion. booty. Look yeah. at Zion cutting all this weight and lifting all those weights, look at, dude. Look at, look at what they're saying about Zion right now. He is in the best shape of his life. He's dedicated himself to being a professional. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. For 15 games until he gets hurt. Oh, got it. Got it. Anthony Davis, look, man, I understand you're in L.A. and the stand-up comedy tour there is amazing. You're not playing all 82. Even if you'd like to be. Yeah, you're you're not. You're not, <laughs> Stop. Dude, stop. It, it It's not going to happen. And then there is whatever it is in Philadelphia <coughs> that makes people hate them. Speaking uh, of Ben Simmons. <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> Touche, sir. James Harden no-showed on media day. Oh, okay. And now they're saying that he's threatening to show up and just stand around. Stay hard! And not practice. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. Is he going to break out the fat suit this time? He is going full Ben Simmons. He is doing this thing. Fat! Where he is like, yeah, I'm not. I Ah, my back hurts. Ah, my knee's a little sore. I. Oh, you the word that Harden's camp me. is using is painful. Yeah, trade me. Tra uh, tra my back hurts. Trade me. Oh, man. God, dude, the shoulder hurts. Trade me. Oh, I got traded? Man, I feel I'm in the best shape of my career, man. I feel really good. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? That's what James Harden's going to do. And here's the question that I ask every time dudes get into these situations. Uh, why haven't you traded him yet? You have to be nice to stupid people. Why haven't you? He he doesn't want to be there. You don't want him there. Trade fat ass and, already. And I love that Daryl Morey comes out today during their media day. And it's like, uh, hey, so what is your comment on the assertion that you lied to James Harden about his extension? Uh, I'm not talking about that because I just assumed everyone knew there was no credence to it. Daryl, got one news point, for you. At one point, he was like, yeah, he said that. He did. 
Because <laughs> people kept asking him about it. You know. And he was like, yeah, you said that. He did. <laughs> like, what? Lou, are you Matt Eberflus over here? <laughs> like, what? Just say it's an internal hey. issue. I'm not talking about it. Hey, Matt. Uh, f- and I believe the count at the Bears press conference was 22 questions in a row about Chase Claypool. Uh, hey, Matt, why is Chase Claypool not the facility today? <sighs> well, uh, guys, 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 guys. Well, um, Chase made a decision. So, wait, it was on him. You didn't tell him to stay. Uh, that's not what I said. It's, there, dude. You guys, this is not complicated. When you have a situation that you've created of your own doing, Matt Eberflus, uh, James Harden and Daryl Morey, um, Ben Simmons, uh, and Dame and the Blazers, you don't talk about each other. You just... Don't say anything until there's resolution. On to Cincinnati. Hey, you know, Dame is, and what did the Blazers do? They traded him, and then they released a video saying how much they love him and they appreciate him. And once a Blazer, always a Blazer. Absolutely the right way to handle it. That's what you do. You don't Eberflus it and come out and give great detail about how bad you are at handling personnel. loser! What you say is, Hey, you know, I know James isn't here right now, and I understand that that would draw some questions, but guys, this is an internal matter, and I'm not going to discuss it. Mm-hmm. As much as I know you guys have a job to do and you're going to ask me those questions, I, I'm just, I, I can't discuss it's this internal. situation. It's an internal situation. Any, anybody got, who wants to talk Tyrese Maxey? Let's go, fire away. Catch me outside, how about that? Right, that's it. But no. You got to mock James Harden and say, yeah, I heard that. I just assumed you guys knew it wasn't true. What? Just trade him. You're going to cut Chase Claypool or trade him. So don't talk about him until you cut him or trade him and then say, well, we only talk about, hey, uh, I understand you guys cut Chase Claypool today. Yeah, we only talk about players on our roster. What I just said. That's it. That's all. And, oh, he's on my roster. Uh, yeah, that's an internal personnel issue, and I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, we're focused on the Jets today. Hey, you guys cut uh, Claypool today. Yeah, we only talk about players that are on our roster. Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. It's not hard. It's not difficult. Yet they still mess it up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Tarrant County boy, James not hardened a, a softie. Might be. Might be. Well, no. The The truth is James is not a winner. James is not a winner. I agree That's with that. the reality. That's I, his biggest problem. I would agree with that wholeheartedly, 100%. You want to sit here and be Mr. Trade Me every two seconds that you never win anything. Why? I, yeah, Lance. Exactly. Welcome to life as a Bears fan. Well, folks, Chase is an asshole, so we asked him to take a preparation H day. What Eberflus should have said. Yeah. And my guess is contemplating it. Better better verbiage there would have been, well, folks, Chase is a jag-off, so he needed a day uh, off. You know, guys, I was watching this Monty show, and they, their word of the day is jag-off, and that's perfect for Chase Claypool. Like, for instance. My question is, you're Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Bears. You give your weekly press conference. Did you not think people were going to ask about that? Oh, we knew people were going to ask. So what was your prepared answer? Because you can't tell me it was, well, you know, yeah, it was, uh, uh, um, well, because he was asked, whose decision Um, was it to keep Chase Claypool away from Soldier Field or send him home? Well, it was a, was it a choice? It was a choice, but we told him, 
So it was and, your... Pardon me. Uh, you it... it you didn't have a prepared answer of, I'm not talking about it. And then when they said, well, is he going to be with the team this week? Well, no, we thought it best to have him away from the team. Well, why did you think it was a problem to have him with the team? Well, you know, we just. How hard is it just to say, yeah, we're not, we're just not discussing it. We're only going to talk about players that are with the club right now. We have a game to prepare for. We're going to lose our 15th consecutive game. That takes a Cause, lot of preparation. Because the brilliance as a head coach, and this is, this is <sighs> love or hate Bill Belichick. This is the card he always plays. Hey, we're focused on whoever we're playing this week. Because, again, as the head coach, personnel issues, per se, like Chase Claypool, are the front office's problem. Yeah. As the head coach, I got to work with what I got. What's in front of me? Who who can I? When I'm building the game plan for that week, I'm not building a game plan with the idea that, oh, yeah, Chase Claypool is out. No, I'm building a game plan with, hey, this guy's in. And you know the problem with this? And... and we always just talking to fucking yeah. The guy actually had a productive game throwing the football, and we're talking about Chase Claypool, yes, a guy are. who's not here. A guy who's not here. Yeah. Because you won't shut up and talk about the guys who are here. And it makes me crazy. Justin Fields shouldn't be our quarterback. <coughs> Woosah. Woosah. Lose every game because then you'll have the first two picks that you're going to screw up, and then we'll lose, fucking every donkey. we'll lose every game next year, too. So just get on with losing 32 in a row. And we haven't even got to the stadium yet. <laughs> and now apparently Arlington Heights is more engaged. Like, why are we not talking about Justin Fields, who finally had a game throwing the ball? Well, because ultimately he gave the game away. Because we're talking about Chase Claypool. I don't even care that he gave the game away. He was productive for like 15 minutes. <laughs> like the first 15 minutes of the year. Right. And we're talking about Chase Claypool because the coach won't shut up and just say, well, it's an internal matter. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to talk about the players who are here. We're on to Cincinnati. Well, hey, coach, are you going to cut Claypool? I told you we're not going to talk about that's an internal matter. Do, does anybody have questions about the game coming up Thursday? Anybody have any other <coughs> questions about players currently on the roster? Okay, great. Thanks. See you guys tomorrow. That's how you handle it. Yeah. Because we're not talking about The reality Justin of the situation Fields. is the Bears are not up to snuff on almost anything, and it's really frustrating. Equipment security – uh, media availability, the draft, um, I don't know, getting a head coach that's offensive-minded. Like, Did you not think this was a problem when the the Pittsburgh Steelers were like, please, God, take him off our hands? Did you not think it would, there was – you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're terrible. Mike, Mike Tomlin apparently has a lifetime coaching contract. Oh, we need to make changes. Yeah, no kidding, dude. You're awful. But did you not think it was a problem when Pittsburgh was like, hey, why don't you take Chase Claypool? Um, you don't do who's the last team that gave up good quality receivers? Yeah. Well, the bears, but you have DJ Moore. And now you don't know how to use him. Yeah. Anyway, stop. Stop. Just Lance Johnson. Is there another year for Caleb Williams to avoid being drafted by the year? By the I love how brash Caleb Williams is being about picking the team he wants to play for. So do I. Uh, Neil Brown needs fired. The Bears, the Steelers fleeced the Bears in that trade. Yes, they did. Thank you. Thank you. 
How'd that Khalil Mack? He was done. He was not good. Oh, that's right. He had like 12 sacks yesterday. Good, good, good. On a better note, What's on a up? better note, hey, mother... Did anybody see the sex machine yesterday? Justin oh. Haybear? Anybody see the real Justin quarterback? With one flipping hand, throwing darts down the field, winning a football game, bolts uh, up, Justin the, Herbert? The real Justin quarterback. You know. All right, couple real quick. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. <laughs> Stay hard. Uh, Disney is being sued for a wedgie. So apparently there's a water slide ride. Yeah. Put on a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. If you're a female, apparently you put on your bathing suit and you ride down the water ride. And it violently forces water inside your body. Yeah, so this water slide. Based... No, Jake, I said that it violently forces water inside. Right, we're we're going to get to that. I just want to paint the picture of this water violently. slide. Violently. Yeah, violently. Water inside. Uh, a near This water slide, quote, based on Disney's website, quote, near vertical five-story drop in the dark. Descends 214 feet and plunges riders into a pool of water to end the ride. The suit, someone got injured, a female, on this water slot. Forced water inside. Yeah. Uh, the suit, which was filed last week in the Circuit Court of Orange County, Florida, alleges that Disney knew or should have known of the risk of painful, quote, wedgies, particularly for <laughs> women. Quote, oh specifically God. when a rider of the slide reached the bottom of the ride and traveled into the pool of water designed to stop further travel, Oof. the force of the water can push loose garments into a person's anatomy, an event known as a wedgie. I'm sorry, did you say forced loose garments into their anatomy? Because of a woman's anatomy, the risk of a painful wedgie is more common and more serious than it is for a man. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, wait. Because of the female anatomy... The wedgie, which forces garments into your I'm a man. by forcing water violently inside um, the... So um, for a woman... It, kitty cat juices is not all over the place. So you're saying that these, these clothes went to heaven with you water. You have to check it before you wreck it. So the water and the clothes partnered up and went to heaven on this lady. What needs to happen is we need to put all of the douche canoes like him into a box lock that box and throw it into the ocean right that's what they do with demons so let me so uh, jake i'm curious how did her husband react to this uh she's suing for fifty thousand dollars. so they're suing for damages exceeding fifty thousand dollars exclusive of interest and cost and the suit alleges that disney was negligent and breached its duties of reasonable care in failing to provide protective clothing such as shorts for the slide, failing to warn McGinnis and other women of the risks and other design and safety failures. The suit says that McGinnis assumed the appropriate position with her ankles crossed as instructed, but she became airborne toward the end of the slide and slammed into the slide, which increased, quote, which increased the likelihood of her legs becoming uncrossed and otherwise exposing herself to injury. Herself. 
Um, Court documents say that McGinnis suffered, quote, severe and permanent bodily injury. Damn! Really? In addition to the count of negligence, a second count of, quote, loss of uh, consortium relates to Emma McGinnis's husband, Edward McGinnis. Oh, boy. Quote, as a direct and proximate result of Disney's negligence as described above, Edward McGinnis has suffered loss of his wife's care, comfort, consortium, support, and services. That means that uh, they can't have marital relations? Dude. So you're saying that this slide broke her vagina. Is that a real question? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, first of all, and this is, now listen, guys. This is just, if you felt these balls, why don't I go on water slides like this? One, I'm fat, and two, I don't want to break my balls. Seems like a great opportunity to slip and splash. Right? <laughs> I don't go on 50-foot dark tunnel waterfall drops because I like my balls. It's actually 214 feet, but who's oh, counting? Bad. I don't go on 214-foot <laughs> water slide drops because I like my balls. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. Let me add, and, and I'm not I'm not an anatomy major. Macaque. she broke her vajayjay right because water and clothing were violently projected wedgie style into certain uh, parts of your anatomy what do you think is going to happen to your 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 bait and tackle when you go 214 feet through a dark tube into a deep pond this this has titan sub vibes all over it no the answer is no. Nobody said boo. Yeah. The answer is no. Now, should she be suing for this? I have no idea. I. It actually sounds like she was damaged. Apparently. You know. Like, you know. Mike Smith. Oh, God. When the water parts the labia major and minor like Moses and the Red Sea resulting in vajayjay blowout. Okay. That whole things here i am okay uh throw both of them off the table top of the slide yeah then they can't suit uh he doesn't like that it basically like throwing a hot dog in a hallway now wow, wow. bro Chill. wow dude. honestly that's our stroking guys woodworth dude. now i know why so many women were in line when i was there hell bro no. chill giggity so you're telling me marital relations are only worth 50K? That's what I'm saying. If you're suing Disney, are you not suing for millions? Come on If now. I could never have relations with Mrs. Montigan, it'd have to be a hell of a lot more than 50K. It's an erection. Yeah, no. Uh, all the girls waiting in line for the water slide. Mm-hmm. Daniel Dixon. Come on now. As someone who has worked at hospitals, I could tell you stories that you wouldn't believe. Come on. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, dude, got outplayed by the water slide. Seriously. <laughs> right? Uh, I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, and finally, uh, my iPhone 15 Pro I'm Max. I'm so bricked up right now. Rocket ship yeah. is at home. Must be nice. Sitting here preparing for the show. Uh, must be nice. Phone rings. It's Mrs. Monty sending me a video call. 
so I see her beautiful face pop hey up on my current. I'm driving to work today, and I call Jake. I'm like, hey, do you want me to stop for a bucked up? Because we're kind of running low on bucked up. It's like, you want me to stop and get, get you cold bucked up? You went, no, I'm good, and I'm, we're talking about this, X, Y, Z. My phone just turns off. Like, he asked me a question, and my phone just, doop, turns no, off. No, I guess not. Done. Don't tell me that Apple doesn't do some kind of magic oh, fairy I, dust on your phone when dude, you're you order a new, a new iPhone, one. bro. You order a new iPhone, your current phone is going to take a dump while you wait for your new one. I'm just telling you. Like, on Friday, we're sitting here. And my phone did whatever, and I just start getting notices, uh, notifications from like ESPN of July Cub games. You're welcome. Like, I I'm, I can't remember what the other. Oh, like my Ring doorbell notifications from. Ding 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 ding. Like for like 15 minutes. What? My weird. So the new rocket ships at home. Yeah. I'm super stoked to go home and get it. And yes, call me a sheep, whatever you want to call me. I'm stoked. I am yep. so excited. That's right, T. I am so excited. I'd be excited too, man. Yep. I am excited. Jeremy Callahan, the apple doesn't rot far from the tree, apparently not. There we go. Apparently not. OG Gary, I got my iPhone on launch day, loving it so far. I hope you're right. I think Apple did get in trouble one time for throttling down some older, they did, yeah, older they devices. Did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Uh, yeah, they did. But it's fine. Jansen said, I heard a story a while ago about a guy got his PP stuck in the okay. Xbox 360 disc tray. Some people really have no brain up there. What? Dude, did you do that? Was you who did that? Macaque. How do you have all those details? Well, as a turns out, I'm the one who put macaque. No redos. And, and you know, when it, clo it closes automatically, man, so they don't give you no notice. Did you beat the campaign or okay, how did it beat, turn out? Really? Dude? Beat? What? What's You're going to use it. Yeah. Apple. Holden Middick. Yeah. Apple, Apple is some sneaky MFers. Yes. You guys, this, this, uh, rock. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> The new Apple Watch Ultra is amazing. Ultra. It's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Tarrant County Boy says macaque. Yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, OG Gary, I got the black titanium. Really wished I had gotten the natural titanium. I got thank macaque. You. Thank you. I got the black titanium too. Uh, all right. Let's see. You guys, we are just, oh man, come on. Two more people need to go get the uh, bucked up. I told you we wanted to do a hundred this month. Yeah. We are just two three actually three samples a buckshot away from half that yeah so three more people come on right now there's Do 222 it. people watching uh go get the buckshot samples uh it's in the description below you get six free buckshots sent right to your door hook it up buckedup.com uh if you need your subs you need energy drinks they have a great variety pack of uh, bucked up energy drinks always zero sugar uh get your proteins get your greens whatever you need Buckedup.com, use the promo code Monty20. Uh, but right now, I need three people to go get samples of Buckshot. Hook it up, buckedup.com. The link is in the description below. As always, the Monty Show is brought to you by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Venmo The Advocates, they're helping uh, homeless kids enjoy Halloween. They're giving homeless kids Halloween costumes. They need your donations. You can always send a Venmo to uh, The Advocates. 
Uh, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Advocates donations on Venmo. Advocates don- donations on Venmo. Thank you, as always, for supporting the show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.